this is how valid is the validity. We finally made it back. It's only been three months. I don't remember who I am anymore. <laughs> pandemic two. It's we're on pandemic three. Oh yeah, that's right. Pandemic three. In the studio with us today, a good a good friend of mine that I forgot his name, uh, Devin Long. How are you, sir? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm gonna just. I'm. You're, normally, we would talk for a minute because we haven't been we haven't been doing this for a while because everybody's been able to work a little bit. But my God, when you got a face like that, you got to get that up immediately. It's got to be up right now. As, we like this face. You like the beard? I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. I, I, last time you saw me, I, I was just rocking like a little a little mustache. Yeah. I mean, you know, actually, the last time that you held me because that's what you used to do it was like being a it was like being in a cave wrapped in my head i would just put it right there and you ha you did have a beard you and your brother i think were trying to grow beards that would would like a rat king like they were supposed to come together and you guys would mold into some sort of it's it's really remarkable so is that is that the real color or is that did you have are you dying it that way that's i'm glad you asked this is the real color to my beard and a lot of people just assume that i dye it and this actually came up yesterday we were all we, cause we shoot up in Montreal. And so we were all flying back and, uh, our showrunner, you know, my boss, he's like, uh, so you dye that all the time or what? I was like, really, man. I was like, this is my real hair. It's, it's red, but here's the thing. I'm starting to get some like little white ones in there, you know? And like for a while, I was like, fuck them out. Like, you know, trying to ignore it, but they're coming back further and further. So I don't know, man. Maybe like uh, you know, if this the show keeps going and I keep getting older, I think we might have to start dyeing my beard just to keep the continuity. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, this is all me right here, dude. I do. It's, it's brown it's... and red, and it's blonde. I got the black chest hair. I'm a I'm a I'm a calico cat, dude. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, I, I've never seen people, uh, two brothers like you and Ryan, that are not twins, that l look literally like you're like. Vikings, you did. You've always looked like a Viking. I, as a matter of fact, I used to joke about it. You know, it's all, yeah. it, it's unbelievable how you how you've come into this part. It's it, it's just like you know, you, you, it's unbelievable. I mean, you fit the part so well. I don't I don't want to give it away yet because uh, I want to tell first off how I know you uh, is through Nashville. And I, when was it, when when did you move to L.A.? Uh, let's see. Uh, I think I came to L.A the very very tail end of 2009 so like i think oh, i got wow. here like right before new year's eve uh so 2010 yeah let's call it 2010 well, that was that was the yeah that was the heyday of the roof back in that that was yeah that we yeah i left it i left it right at the top <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you were doing you were doing well i mean because you, you played football in and in, in, in college and you and you wanted to what was ryan playing was he professional by the time you graduated or not uh, yeah, no, he was because Ryan's two years older than me. And then he actually uh, left and he went into the draft uh, as a junior. So he went uh, a year early. So gotcha. he was he was already with the Titans uh, when I was still in college. And then uh, then I came out and then um, I signed a little, a little free agency contract with the Panthers and had a cup of coffee with them for a season. <laughs> 
got injured, had surgery, tried to come back, and that didn't work out. And they're like, hey, man, thanks for stopping by. You could watch us on Sundays from your couch, and uh, we'll see you soon. So what, like what gets me is, let me see if I can find this. Let me see if I can find this picture, uh, pics here, too. That was that was you. Oh, yeah. Whoa, who's that guy? Right? <laughs> Look at that neck, dude. Oh, wow. I was just swallowing full chickens right there. <laughs> you definitely do have a different looking neck now. I dude. mean, it's insane. One, one, uh, five loaves of bread before my uh, photo right there. Look at that, dude. I mean, are you glad when you look back on it? I mean, it's that that, that happened, or, or would you... Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. No, that, the experience of a lifetime. Uh, there's nothing I would ever change or take back. I, uh, no regrets at all whatsoever. Uh, football, football was, it, it was, it was such a, a fantastic tool to like, just learn more about who you are as a person and just challenge yourself. And, you know, but also just understand other people and learn how to work together as a team. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, you come together with these group of guys. We're all just, you know, alpha males from all around, you know, the States and everyone thinks, you know, that they're the best and, and, and you know, and some guys are, you know, the, the culture, you know, yeah. everyone's from every part of, you know, Alaska, Alabama, and everyone's got these different, you know, ideas of what, what life is and you all come together and you just find us, you know, a similar, similar viewpoint and, and you just kind of work together and just, just interacting with dudes. I mean, I'm blabbering, but man, like I, I would not take anything back from my experience with football. Well, I, I guess what, I mean to to the to the other side of that is, are you based on what's gone, what's happened to you now over the last ten years? Are you kind of happy that this is the path that that when you look back on it, you know, because you didn't have acting and modeling was not that wasn't you weren't thinking about that stuff. You see modeling. Yeah, because you modeled. I mean, you you were taking. I, no, I, no, I'll tell you. I, I actually did book a couple gigs. I think I did a gig in Nashville, man. I, I was like, I think. Yeah, no, that's you. You. It was a uh, little little. Uh, what's his name? Uh, that book modeling agents. He booked Mark you, Block. Mark Block. He booked you for uh, yeah, for the Block Agency. USA up, Gold Mark? Cigarettes. I'll never forget yes, this. Uh, you're right. And I was sitting <laughs> on the back of it with, with a shotgun or something like, uh, and some hunting dogs. I'll never forget this. You there uh, in the picture? There's a picture of you. They took out of the magazine that going into the tin roof kitchen, and they and and they put that picture up on the wall because no. yeah, and and it was just, but it was a great picture. But it wasn't like you you had a shotgun over your shoulder and it was your back into the woods. It was a great great shot. But I remember, I remember that because you know every, you know you were you had changed at that point from that picture, the Panthers picture. You had really started, you know, cutting up. You were really starting to get cut up back then. Um, I just stopped eating bread, but I, I was still <laughs> drinking the same amount of alcohol, probably. <laughs> well, I mean, so my point to you though is, you know, you you come out. I mean, let's you you, you go to Oregon, which I, I'm kind of interested in. Did you? Did they pick you? Is that was was there other schools? Why did you want to go to Oregon? I went to Oregon because uh, you know I was always in my brother's shadow, Brian. Uh, you know, two years older than me, and then you know he was a great, oh, still you know a great athlete, and uh, you know he got a lot of uh, attention coming out of high school, and got a lot of offers. And I just remember like the whole recruiting process, like all these coaches coming to watch my brother, you know, from all around, and all these letters, you know, from SC. Yeah. Text, you know, just all this stuff and all the excitement around that. And then Ryan ended up going to Washington State, and uh, you know, then he started making a name for himself there. And I just, I just remember, like, you know, 
he was like two years removed from high school and like the announcer would still like i would score a touchdown <laughs> and the announcer would be like touchdown by ryan long and i'd be like man like i cannot escape my brother's shadow like i gotta go i gotta leave this state yeah. you know to get to get to somewhere where no one knows who he is uh and so uh, oregon was you know further enough for, far enough away that it was like you know out of the out of the umbrella but yeah. like close enough to where i could still like my parents could drive down and uh and of course oregon had like all that nike gear and i went down there and i remember on my recruiting trip uh i got off the plane and the first thing that you see is a uh, giant billboard of like football players and they're like if you're good you can get your own billboard and i was just like you know i grew up on an island you know with, with twelve thousand people literally i lived on an island didn't have cable tv till like the end of high school like i all oh, I knew wow. was like VHS movies that I would rewatch over and over again. So like I saw this and I was like, okay, this is how, this is, this is what it is. <laughs> get a leather jacket. I'm going to get a fast car. I'm going to get a billboard and I'm going to be awesome. You know? Cause I was like, that's what you do in the movies, you know? Like, yeah. So I, I, I saw the whole vision in it. And once I, I went to Oregon, I was like, done deal. I'm coming here. Yeah. They got Nike gear. Sign me up. So, uh, you know, obviously, uh, and Ryan kept making a name for himself and, uh, you know, every year we would play them and it was always a big deal. And then, uh, it was actually really fun. Uh, I, uh, I, we never got the opportunity to play against each other on, on the same field at the yeah. same time, but cause you know, he played defense and I played defense. So like, we always wanted to like line up against each other, uh, which would have had to be on special teams. So, uh, <laughs> it never worked out, but we did, we did go up and I, uh, I played them up in the, the Palouse and Pullman and uh, Ryan, they, they beat us. And that was like a big game for like mom and dad and everyone. That's crazy. In jerseys, you know, the half long Oregon, Washington State thing. So well, I'm, was, I'm, gonna gi- I'm just going to give, since we're talking about, I, I I don't mean to bring up Ryan so much. And I, and I was trying, I, I thought about calling him to get him on to surprise you, but I'm like, ah, I better not. <laughs> but, but let me, let me just see if I can, let me see, let me see if I can get this here. Is there, is this, is this? Yeah. That's the brother. That's his oh, brother, yeah. Ryan. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. And that that was actually for a show you guys put together yourself. I remember this. Yeah, I remember- yeah that was our, we made, we created that whole thing. I remember the the genesis of the whole thing. We were sitting there, Ryan and I were both done with football, and we're like, you know, we don't have jobs, and you know, we got we got some money left over football. We're like, what do we do? I was like, man, I don't, I don't really know or even qualified to do. And I was like, okay, okay, what would what would be really cool? And I was like, okay, dude. I was like, we want to travel. Ryan's like, yeah, I want to travel. I was like, but we don't want to pay for it. I was like, Ryan's like, no, no, not pay. I was like, let's have a travel show. And Ryan's like, genius. I was like, okay, what about a show? You know, that's like uh, just spitball and like, what if we do rite of passage rituals? Like we travel around the world and discover what it takes to become a man in other cultures by taking part in the rite of passage rituals. And Ryan's like, genius. And then I moved to LA and uh, I actually uh, had a buddy who was a producer and, uh, you know, Royal Malloy, great friend of mine, and uh, took a meeting with him and pitched him on the idea. And Royal's like, uh, you know, man, that's great. He sounds kind of like Lebowski. <laughs> and uh, I was like, really? And then we went and shopped it around to all these networks and uh, Animal, Animal Planet, they ended up buying it. Uh, the, the whole going around and shopping that show around, because Ryan flew out and we would just take these meetings. And neither one of us knew what we were doing. Right. Like, I got like literally walk into meetings, and I, uh, I was like, Ryan, we gotta, we gotta make ourselves better. We gotta set ourselves apart so they can remember us, you know. Right. And so I remember Ryan. I got Ryan a a wooden briefcase once for like a Christmas present. I was like, bring the briefcase. 
And so we ended up making a bunch of homemade beef jerky and putting in different like little, little baggies. <laughs> and then when we would take these meetings with these um, networks, there'd be like, you know, networks, you'd be in a big boardroom, you know, and there's TVs everywhere and there's, you got these suits on one side and they're like, tell us what you want them, you know, sell us on your show. And we would put the briefcase on the table and never mention it, but like definitely let them know that there's a briefcase on the table that like we mean business. And then when things would get awkward, I would always pop open the briefcase and be like, you know, just to break the air. And I would hand out bags of beef jerky to these guys so that they could eat our beef jerky, which, you know, created more of a uh, right. friendship environment. So Animal Planet, I, I, and I, we don't have to stay on this long, but Animal Planet picked this up. Did it ever air? It, the one aired. Yeah, yeah, no, it did. Um, the pilot aired. They didn't tell, they tried to like, uh, they didn't tell us. Like, we, like, I was just literally like cruising through like TV one night and I saw it on like the, you know, like the DVR guide list. And I was like, what? I was like, our show's on. They didn't even tell us. Like, and they tried to hide it. They put it like in like 11 o'clock slot or something, yeah. or 10 o'clock slot on a Sunday up against like uh, the finals and Game of Thrones or something like that. So, it, they, they, what had happened is that, um, the president that brought us in that liked the show uh, got fired and the new president yep. um, needed needed time slots for, you know, to bring in new content. And uh, we were just, you know, we weren't established and, uh, you know, we were the the previous regime's kind of like a idea child. So we just, you know, we didn't make it. It happens a lot, actually, you sure. know, when um, there's a change of brass, people, someone's got to get cut. So we got cut and uh, it we is had way fun, it is. though. That pilot I mean was amazing. I mean, the thing is, I mean, it's in all in, like the music is industry is terrible with that kind of thing. And and I and I'm sure you guys deal with pretty much the same shit because, you know, you guys probably have shows that get bought and shelved so that they don't compete with other shows that are similar. And I'm sure all that kind of thing goes on. It's interesting. I, I, I want to kind of go back just a little bit because, you know, a lot of things. One thing that I that I love about you the most is your attitude is just really uh, just you know, I don't know if it's like that all the time, if you're actually like this all the time, but every time I ever saw you, I mean, it was just so, you know, you, you're always just so positive and so, and so forth. And how hard was it for you when the injury happened and, and, you know, your chance for the NFL, what, what how did you keep up to, to go on to the next thing? Cause a lot of people get depressed and they, and they just, oh, yeah. they lose themselves. I mean, is that, how did you transition into this other world? It's a wild, it, 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 it's, it's wild. You, it, it, you lose your identity, you know, you, 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 your whole life and you don't have much experience in life. So everything you know and understand about the world is, you know, through this like uh, lens and it's football, you know, it's like my whole life I had been told what to do, where to be. This is, you show up here, you do this, we've got to do that. And then there's metrics and everything like that to like, you know, succeeding, like, okay, you know, if you run this fast, this happens, but you know, if you're this strong, this happens. And then, you know, you improve and just being on a team for my whole life, never having summers to go travel, you know, all this stuff and football is everything for you, you know, it's your identity. You sign a, a number at the end of your, 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 your name, you know, for crying out loud. And then one day to have that end like abruptly and immediately you, you, you would just have this void. It's, it's a big cavernous void, uh, in your soul. And, uh, and if you run away from it, it's, it's bad. You just, you'll never win. Right. So I sat with it and it, it was, it was difficult. And, uh, it, it took a lot of time to just process this emptiness that is now part of my life. You know, I was like, well, what do I do? You know, I, I, I tell friends, you know, they're like, well, what was it like, I was like, well, it, losing football was a lot like 
being in this beautiful marriage, you know, and you, you've been married to this person for, you know, half your life, all your life, and you, you, you love that person. And then one day, you know, your wife is like, hey, guess what? We're getting a divorce. And you're like, well, but we have something great. She's like, no, we're divorced and see you later, bye. Right. And then you turn on the TV every Sunday and you see all your friends <laughs> taking your wife to dinner. And you're like, what? Like, oh, like all your friends are on TV having fun. And you're like sitting there like in a bar, you know, like, and everyone's like, yeah. And you're just like, oh man, like I should be there with yeah. I missed that, you know, and it's just really difficult. So there was a, a period where I just couldn't watch football, you know, I just couldn't, couldn't do it, didn't want a part of it, wasn't interested in any of that. And it just took a lot, a, a lot of processing, just time, you know, and just yeah. kind of just like, you know, being myself. But the beautiful part about it is that Ryan and I were both kind of transitioning from football to uh, afterlife uh, together. And that was like what really brought us together is we lived, that was the Nashville years. It was like this transitional, like, okay, like we're, you know, we're molting, we're leaving this shell behind and we don't know what the future is like, but we're doing it together. And it was like the only time in our life we've really been able to like, just be complete brothers. And we, you know, we've been through so much, you know, our, our entire lives together, but it was like to be adults together and to have the opportunity to, you know, not we we didn't have jobs because we 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 had afforded ourselves a little bit of time to yeah. just relax and do nothing and it was great you know and it was we just kind of did therapy together and you know hung out and did you know went on oh yeah you had it you lived and we you, had a lot of fun in Nashville that, you know? that place was just, more like a college dorm than than uh, than than probably wow. you lived in college that that house that you had <laughs> yeah we had video game I mean it was it was a right. good time yeah it was it was a good time I I. I, I, th I think that's to me one of the most interesting parts of of you is when you did leave I, I remember because you know you you know whether you remember it or not the modeling thing was a thing and and you definitely changed your your appearance and look and stuff and then then your brother was like now nah, he moved to LA he's gonna be an actor or whatever and I was like oh my god I mean because at that point in time I was in I kind of knew what it felt like to try to you know you, you the meetings and the in the you know, the ups and downs and all that kind of shit. And I, and I knew it was going to be interesting for you, but so, so fast forward, fast forward a little bit. I'm watching, I think in 2016 or 17, I'm watching sunny in Philadelphia. And oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, and, th and then this gym scene comes on and there you are. And I'm like, what the flying? That's right. What the hell? It's Devin. I'm Ryan, but that's Devin. I'm, and, I'm, and that's when I, I think I texted you actually. And then it was just like from there you were in Bosch, you know, and you started doing all these like these smaller parts. And there's interesting this interesting show with Greg Kinnear. I, I kind of want to I'm interested to know to know a little bit about that. Um, I don't think I even had a line in that. I think I was just I played an Amish dude. Oh, God, what was that? Uh, How long ago was it? Wasn't very long ago. Right? Yeah, no, was it, it called was, Rise or something? 2016. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it depends. Depends on how you look at. Now that twenty doesn't exist, it yeah, I guess it was a long time ago. Yeah, but I mean, how, I, uh, it, it was a while. How how is it? Uh, my my thing is, you know, you I know you had took or had taken um, something I'd read about you taking uh, classes, improv classes. Hmm. You know, a lot of people have this idea of being a singer or an actor and this that and the other. How how because of your size and the way you uh, command a room what what did it feel like to go into a situation because you know when you when you're out of college and playing football and you go into the 
the pros or whatnot, you can you probably feel like you know what you're doing when you go into a weight room, right? Because you've been doing it your whole life, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Until like Julius Peppers is next to you and you're like, I don't think I've been doing this right. <laughs> well, and so that's my question to you is here you did, you transitioned for something that you hadn't done, you've been doing your whole life, to going into a room with a bunch of people you don't know that has nothing to do with physique, right? But more about how your mind works and how you can allow that to come out. How, what, how, what was that like learning how well, to, look, I didn't move to LA with the intention of being an actor. That was not my, my intention, Neon. Uh, I actually, the whole impetus of that journey was like, I, 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 I don't like people who are hypocrites and I, I hate people who would judge, you know, you'd watch football games and guys would be like, I could make that throw. That's terrible. Make a tackle, you know, look at this guy. He sucks. Get, you know, I'm just like, I'm like, dude, like, don't say that. You know, like you, you can't do that. Don't act like you can. And then, I, and then sometimes I would be watching movies with, with Ryan and we'd be watching movies. I'm like, this movie's terrible. dude. It's not even funny. Like, right. who, who makes this? And I was like, I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm the guy criticizing you know, the quarterback on Sundays for missing a pass, and yet I couldn't throw that pass. And now I'm over here talking trash about someone's, you know, uh, blood, sweat, and tears, saying it's not funny that I could do better. I was like, well, you know what, Devin? Why don't you put your money where your mouth is? And so I, I said, you know what, I will. And so I uh, I just started reading a bunch of scripts and screenplays and just uh, learning the craft. And I, I spent like a good five months or before I went to L.A., like just writing scripts and learning how to write and, and developing, you know, the whole craft and the process and just the structure of everything doesn't mean it was any good, no, but I, I had written uh, a screenplay and then uh, I got some coverage on it from uh, some friends and people that were just giving me a lot of like love. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it uh, was ended up that it was going to get, uh, get some coverage by uh, an agent from William Morris, which is huge agency. Right. And then all of a sudden I had an opportunity to move to Venice. And so I was like, this is like within like two days period, like, this this agent at William Morris is going to do coverage on your on your script. Uh, you now have an opportunity to move to Venice Beach, and I was like, okay. <laughs> so I just hopped in the Mustang and drove out there, uh, you know, with like fifteen hundred bucks in my pocket, and then uh, no idea what I was going to do. But in my mind, I was like, well, I'm going to get there. I'm going to sell this script. I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to write another one and uh, buy a house in Hollywood Hills. And uh, what what else is there? You know, like because all I know about life is what I watch in movies. So of course, I'm so naive. And uh, I get out there, and then I think about three days after I got out there, I got the coverage back from my script, and it was just like, great job. You wrote 110 pages. Congratulations. Also, this is terrible, <laughs> and you, we will never make this. And uh, nice try, kid, but come back next year. You know, I, I was like, it was like a 15-year-old kid trying to buy beer without a fake ID. It was like, hey, oh, that's cute. Oh my God, I almost sold it to you, but why don't you come back and, you know, when you're old enough and you could go ahead and put this, you know, 24 pack of natural ice back where it belongs. <laughs> like, that's how I felt when I got out here. I was like, oh man. So it got real and I, I was running out of money and I didn't know what to do. Uh, and I had a friend out here who was like, dude, didn't you like do like a commercial or something out there in Nashville? I was like, yeah. He's like, you could do more of those out here. I was like, really? He's like, you know yeah i was like i'll do anything i just need some money and so um i just kind of jumped in the commercial world started booking a lot of commercials 
but I, I didn't see commercials like as acting. I was just like, okay, this is just money, but like, I'm not like saying anything. I'm just like being a big guy walking into rooms being like, Ugh, you know, <laughs> getting paid good money for it. Right? right. So I was just like, this is great. You know, it's just going to pay my bills. So for like a couple of years there, that was, I was like happy with that. And it wasn't until I really got a real audition. Um, it, it was a scripted audition with, with like lines that like, it scared the shit out of me. And, uh, it, it, it was, I just remember the day that it happened. Um, like I went into this, I, I, I was like, Oh, I got an audition with words and I got there and I was shaking and it was for like a, 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 a no budget indie movie trailer for a horror film. Like, like it was literally like two guys, you know, that watched dark crystal, you know, <laughs> back in the seventies and then wrote like, like it was, no, you know, it was nothing. Yeah. And, to me, I was freaking out and I got into this room and I was getting ready to go do the audition. And I just, I, I freaked out and I, and I drove home and I was so scared. And then I, I like halfway home, I, I was like, so dis disappointed in myself that I gave up on myself. And so I turned around, I drove back and I, I went into the audition anyways. And I was like, I'm going to do this. And I totally bombed it. It was like absolutely a, just a, a yard sale. It was a nightmare, but I felt good. And I felt this re reward of like whoa like i faced this fear i had and it was terrible but like it was kind of weirdly interesting you know like you ever have a like a bite of like really weird cheese and like that stunk so good like what, what? like you know like oh like but i liked it it was like really really there was like this some kind of like uh tractor beam sucked me in and so once that happened i said okay guess what like that's where the football mentality came i was like if i'm gonna do this i need to prepare myself i need to get my I need to pull up my socks and like devote myself and understand what this crap's all about so that when I get into a room another time, I don't fall on my face. And so that's when I started, uh, I took a couple uh, UCB classes and uh, that was, it was so much fun. And I just kind of learned how to riff a little bit. You just get around good energy people and it allows you an opportunity to just kind of cut loose. And uh, that's what the UCB did. And then um, UCB was like so far of a drive for me. I only did like two what, what is UCB? Upright Citizens Brigade. That's like we're like all those legendary, you know. Those oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Guys, like UCB guys, or they're like groundlings, you know. And uh, so I did two levels of that, and then I, I realized like after like level two that these guys are there's there's me, there's funny, and then there's hilarious. And I was like, I don't know if I'm on that level. Right. I was like, you know, uh, I got. I think I, I, you know, this is where I'll, I'll get off the, the stop here. This is my stop at the train station. So, uh, yeah. And, and then, you know, just transit, just can, understanding that this is, this is the only way I was making money. Like I didn't have a job as a bartender. Like I had to depend on this now. So I was like, okay, well I better take it seriously. Yeah. And, um, I just started like putting my time and energy into just trying to be a better actor. Like, you know, and that's, it's so weird. It's like, well, how do, you, how do you be a better actor? You know, it's like, well, if you want to be a better football player, it's easy. Like you watch game film. You have the athletic athletic ability you're given. You can train, you know, for speed. You can train for agility. You could train for strength. And these all these these things that you could train for, like have numbers correlated to them. And then they transition to the football field. And then you get game film, and people watch your game film, and they can see exactly what you did. And then you get a score, and it's like, then you get stats for having sacks. Like there's numbers, and it's like, it's you, you know, you could see right. advancement in skill, and you know what to do with acting. I was. It's always been such a, like this elusive thing like well how do you, you there's no rating there's no there's no like score level i can't do a bunch of 
bench press reps for my acting like you know like how do you get better and so it's like it's like this weird new subjective thing that you're in and so it's just uh, for me I, it, it's i'm still going i'm still trying to figure out like how to improve and and how to you know what, what can i do it, it's just this never-ending process of um growth do you ever yeah. feel like do you ever feel like that you do get typecasted in some regard because of of your size and, 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 and yeah, and I mean, look. you know, for the better part, uh, my whole career, I was really doing mostly, um, romantic leads. And like, I was playing a lot of like really intellectual, like scientists and doctors and stuff like that. Um, what? Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I've always say. been like Navy steel guy, <laughs> like dude with the machine gun and tattoos. <laughs> it likes to party and kicks ass like um yeah that's all, always been my stuff but like uh i never usually get to go out for comedy so when this uh when you know the viking thing came up i was like yes give it to me How, um so l l l before you get before you get there i i kind of want to know what was the first thing that you did where you're like oh this is professional like this this set these people this is next level what, what what's the first thing that that you got into that that was that that feeling even if it was a small part, whatever, whatever part it was. My first, my first part was on Shameless. I think it was like season one of Shameless. I had no idea what was going on. I just showed up and they're like, yo, we're, we're not doing any rehearsals. I was like, yeah, cool. Cause I don't need rehearsal. Like just tell me what to do. And I, and I saw just the way everything was working and all the way the actors were and how loose it was. And I was like, you know what, man, you know, and I saw, all, I knew kind of that it was like a big show on Showtime. And that's when I, I kind of was like, okay, this is cool. But the, like, at the same time, like, I was not like starstruck. I was like, oh, okay, this is, it's all the, you know, not a huge deal. Like, this is fun. Like, there's guys, cameras, we got a job, we do our thing. It's fun. Everyone's having a loose time. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I've never really had like that big moment uh, of like, whoa, like, this is crazy. I mean, I've done some projects that have been like, really you know sometimes like i have these moments uh i'm sure other people do as well where you're like if i was a fifth grader right and i got to teleport into my body right now and see what i see right now for like 20 seconds and then have to go back to my fifth grade body like what would fifth grade Devin think of like what just happened and like also fifth grade Devin would be really stoked to get older and grow up and do whatever that was you know yeah so I, i'm always grateful of like these like wild you know experiences that i find myself in um, can you talk about the movie at all that, that that's coming out ambulance yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, i actually saw that uh i just i saw a screening of it um just recently uh we went over to uh, michael bay is doing a movie called ambulance and uh it's it's a it's it is white knuckle dude it is gnarly like the whole time i'm just i was just like this is intense like so, i was like so how did it feel you know? to be in the movie and then watch the cut of what got how that movie got put together i think that's interesting and something that people are interested in is like from from your perspective okay work did you you know i'm not sure how where who you were if you worked with the certain characters or if it was just the parts that you were in how that works but what what is it like to be in a movie and then watch it? Did you feel like I, I don't remember being? I don't remember that. It didn't look like that. It it's with the music and everything. Does it feel that much different, or did you feel like completeness? Like you felt? No, like he, he, uh, 
the way that they uh, shoots and, and cut stuff, it, it has a, a this like feeling of like a lot of intensity. You know, there's, there's a lot of movement, a lot of like, lot, just a lot of a lot of a lot of action going on, and you just kind of and that's how it felt because a lot of the the scenes that we shot, I mean, <laughs> you guys will see. But there's there's some stuff you know we rented out downtown by the the courthouse and there's like a big bank heist down there where it's just you know gunfire like nonstop you know automatic just unloading on SWAT teams and and they're fighting shooting back I mean this is obviously before uh, the whole thing happened you know with uh, the Alec Baldwin uh, set thing yeah. you know uh, Rust so we were using you know legit <laughs> I mean we were shooting blanks but it, it was wild and we were cutting loose. And it was so much fun, so much fun. And, and, you know, when I saw the movie, it definitely it correlated and translated perfectly. I was like, yeah, that's what it felt like. That was great. Yeah. No kidding. And, and what, what yeah. so it, how much different is, is a movie comparative to television now? Is it because of technology? Is it kind of the same thing? So TV, you know, and this is, this is TV, we, we have our hands bound. You know, a lot of people don't understand, the, you know, especially with a network show versus like, like a show on Netflix or HBO. People are like, oh, I love this show. You know, so like, on, you know, we got the FCC and they control a lot of stuff, you know, as far as what you can say, what you can't do and all those regulations. But then you know, as far as network goes, but then you, you have like these commercial breaks that you have to break into the script. So each little scene has to like find a way to tell the story and then end on a little note so that people come back for the commercial. When you're watching an HBO show or a Netflix show, they, they don't have to do any of that. They could just tell the story and they could like have a joke and then like then have like a three second pause where people kind of you know they could do whatever they want with the storytelling. There's so much freedom there uh, that you don't have on network. So TV, we have especially network TV, we have you know our hands bound so that you know you can only work within a certain confine. And then film is like the coup de gras. Like you could do whatever you want anytime. You know, it's just like the world is open, yeah. you know, and then they take all of this, you know, footage they got and then they paste it together and you might be cut out of the whole thing. Yeah. It happens all the time. Guys will work like, you know, a month on a, on a film and be like, see, this is great. And then they go see the cut and they're like, oh my God, I'm not even not in either. this movie. <laughs> you know, and I've had friends, you know, they're like, yo, dude, don't count your eggs before they hatch, man, because sometimes they just don't even hatch. So production wise, I guess is, you know, I mean, Michael Bay just, I'm sure that that had to be interesting by itself, but what, 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 what is it? One thing that interests me is the camera, the camera angles, right? So when you, when you, you know, what that, that's interesting about your show on CBS is there's one camera, right? Yeah. That, well, there's, we, we, we got two, we got two, we got an A camera and a B camera. Uh, so uh, you know, because we try to get as much as we can, but yeah, it's it's a single cam is what it's called. But you know, we got, we're running two cameras most of the time. Uh, but in a movie, I mean, I mean, but in a movie, for instance, so I mean, two cameras is not that many. I mean, hell, I got four in here, right? So I mean, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so in a movie, what what are you act like? For instance, when you what always gets me is like the car stuff when you see two people in a car and in the movie there's no cameras and you could and they show the whole way around the car the inside of the car the what how does that work like what do you you know what i'm saying like how, how does you know work? i mean they got they just got set sometimes you know when you, you got the cars the cars are going to be on uh, the back of like a trailer 
you know, sometimes they're being towed. Sometimes they're actually driving the car and they just got like a little setup, like, you know, on the hood, uh, you know, or, or what is, I think it's called like a buttress when it's on the side and it's, you know, it's from the side angle. Uh, as far as like all of that, I haven't really trying to think of any car scene. I've only done maybe like two car scenes sequences. Uh, and we, I think we just had like little, little cameras inside because like, they were just like these like little GoPro things. Yeah. It's on Bosch. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're magical. Bay, all the stuff that he, they, they utilize, uh, drones, like these, like super high powered drones that are flying through, like, like there's scenes where we're just walking down a hallway, you know, like, you know, seems like 12 yeah. feet, you know, and it's just a hallway, you know, and we're walking down and just a drone is coming like at your head, you know, 25 miles an hour, just, and you just can't react. And, you know, just got to play scenes out where the, these drones are kind of like giant mosquitoes, like dive bombing you. Interesting. It's fun. It's great. And those shots, they're beautiful. I mean, uh, well, it's all 4K. I mean, they're, they're, those cameras are all, you know, 4K cam or however the hell that works, right? I mean, I mean, you can do so much now because the, the technology is so much smaller, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, they could do anything. What they about? Got, they got are you mic? Are you are you mic'd up? Like, or are you? Is there like a boom stand with a mic on it? I mean, I, it's just interesting. You know, I, I've 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 and I hate to do this to you because I mean I'm just interested and I'm sure you are too to some extent because I'm I'm sure that you have you know, you're sucking all this up because eventually you, you, I'm sure you want to do some producing at some point. That's got to be in your head, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, you know, everything's open. I keep everything open. Yeah. Uh, I'm not like forcing anything. I'm not, am I dying to like produce a project right now? Do I have like a project that is like, I need to, this needs to happen. Right. There's nothing burning a hole in my heart, but, but you know, there's things kicking around, but as far as like, what was the question before? About well, I mean, producing? just basically how you're taking all this in, like the, you know, when you're doing the miking, when, when you're doing oh, yeah. the, how, cause are, are you talking when on that scene, a lot of times, you know, when they move away from your face, for instance, and you're hearing, are you still talking or do you have to go back and overdub this stuff or how, how, how much are we actually seeing from the actual scene? I mean, total, like we only do ADR is what it's called. Uh, when you go in after, and it's only if that, you know, cause you're always mic'd up. Right. And it just depends on the scene. Like if, if there's a scene that, that they're shooting it tight and they can get a, you know, a boom in like, you know, if the, the booms, there's a boom right here. The booms right, you know, right here, right. like literally right off, you know, they'll just drop it in. If they're doing like a tight shot, you know, maybe something that's really intense, but if it's like, you know, if, if it's for film, like, yeah, there's not a lot of boom going on television. There's always boom. Cause we're, you know, we're, we're, we're in tight quarters. You know, everything's very controlled. We got everything blocked out. So like you have, we have marks that I land on, like land here, boom, boom, boom. Like, you know, it's all very detailed, you know, but when you're shooting like an action film, like <laughs> there's no marks, man. Yeah. It's like, it's like, dude, you got a fully automatic weapon. There's going to be an explosion over there. You want to go there. You want to hit this guy, get that guy, try to get over there do like a little roll. And then you're going to get blasted through this wall right here. And uh, hopefully, you know, the uh the glass shatters properly and if it doesn't we, we got one more opportunity so it's like you just try to like get all get yeah. all that done and the camera guys find you and it's more natural but whereas television we 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 time is of the every minute counts you know when you're shooting like a tv show like because you, you have five days to make a tv show like you, you can't go over you know like we, we can't like oh had a bad day today i guess we'll reshoot that tomorrow like no 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 like everything needs to be precise and, you know, 
every every i needs to be dotted so um it's yeah, it's just it, it's just Two whichever uh you know medium you're using every the rules are always different um you know that's why a lot of people love film because you have so much freedom there and just a lot of you know you can be more natural and more real you know uh not that you can't in television but it's like um just the way they shoot it it's it's a little bit different i love and both. so nowadays like you said before about showtime and stuff like that so the hb if you're if you're working a movie for i mean everything's really even series is on hbo or showtime those are more like movies than tv shows right yeah 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 okay and it, it, that's interesting and it and so when, when you got a week as opposed to months to work on something what what have you how have you found what is the technique you have found to help you memorize what you have to say Oh man. Yeah. You know, uh, with ghosts and Thorfinn, it's really, there's, there's like this, um, relationship I have with that character where it's like, I knew Thorfinn much for, for many, many, many years, you know, like I, like it was just always like a, he always, it was a character that always kind of like lived inside of me. Like, you know, like my, my family, you know, my mom gave me a, a drinking horn for my 30th birthday. Like, you know, like my, everyone in my family calls me Devo Wolf, you know, cause I love Beowulf. You know, it's just like, it's in, you know, I'm 25% origin. Like, so it's like, it's like, there's like this um, archetype that exists within me. So like when I get the, the writing for Thorfinn, you know, and, and the writers are so good cause they hear the way that I talk. And so they, they know how they, they hear my voice when they're writing. So when they give me, you know, all, all the lines, everything's kind of written the way that, that I would say it. Uh, and so I just get it and I just, I just look at it and I just try to see, all right, well, what, what's going on here? I wanna, what am I, okay. and just kind of look at it a little bit and just taste it and swallow it. And, uh, you know, you run it a couple of times and then, you know, we always have like a rehearsal, you know, and you rehearse a little bit with everyone and then you go for it and you just, you know, take some swings. Sometimes you mess up, <laughs> I mess up all the time, but well, you know, it gets dirty and rough. And I think that's part of like, you know, Thorfinn's just like, it's you know speaking backwards you know these words coming everywhere you, get, you still got to like say everything properly but everything is completely improper the english is backwards and upside down and uh it's i don't know there's i just have the relationship with that, that character that like we get each other you know like so like when i put on that costume um i'm dwarfing dude yeah. like you know like devin's devin's forget about not i'm not like a method actor or anything i don't I'm not like walking around talking like <laughs> during lunch and like, oh, f what are you doing? You know, no, I mean, I definitely could. And that would be fun. But uh, no, when you put on the costume and then you look at the lines, it's just like, it, it just feels right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's like. It looks it, like it, you. I mean, it, it literally looks like you. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at a picture right now. It look. It just looks like you, you don't. It's just different clothes you're wearing. I yeah, mean, it's really insane. It's really yeah, insane. Just a little more leather, a little more fur, and uh, boom, we're dialed. I haven't seen the show yet, um, honestly, to be honest let's, with you. Let's, but let's watch a clip. I want to watch a clip. Do you have to, well, okay, I guess I'm going to find no, out. No, gonna, go ahead. Go I'm going to find out. I just never mind. I'm the, my answer. My question is going to get answered right now. You sure? Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's try. This is never. <laughs> this will never be allowed to stay on the show. I'm going to have to take this out, but I'm just going to play it anyway. Screw it. All right, now remember, Ooh. just like we talked about, keep your back straight. Keep your back straight. Mm -hmm. Now pull back slowly but evenly. Now with pull the back. First I would take pizza bites on this with a grain of salt. First joints fingers. of your index and middle fingers. 
Thor wants to thank Samantha and Smallman for making special day possible. Though I wish you would have secured mead, but we'll let that go. You're welcome, Thor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes you meet a bro, and you're like, this is a bro. I just wanted to say that even though neither of us won the election, you have won my respect. Where is this going? I was never the type the commoners like to have an ale with. <laughs> Those dirty, filthy, ignorant commoners. Hard to see why they didn't like you. Agreed. It's a mystery. Now is typically time when we have orgy, but orgy <laughs> without mead is very awkward. <laughs> When we have orgy. Oh, it's I like that. He is getting sucked off. <laughs> the eye of the Old Wait! Thorfinn, I love you. I've always loved you. Why do you wait till now to say this? So many years wasted. Please extinguish the fire in the middle of the pond. You do not have a permit. Sorry. Yeah, I'll take care of it right now. Thank you. Uh. So, now it seems like we have second chance. You know, I think I kind of got caught up in the moment. Yeah. And I, I don't really want to be tied down. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not in love. <laughs> I freaking love it. I mean, that, that was one of the funniest clips I found for that. Oh, my God. Thank so, you, We had a lot of fun shooting that episode, man. Holy shit. I mean, that was like the third one in or third or fourth one in, I think. It was early. Yeah, early it was, on. Uh, we had only sh we shot the pilot in December, and then we we, we shoot up in Montreal. Then when we went up to Montreal, we had to shoot the the second episode, and then that was the third episode. So it was like right into it, you know. Like, and we block shoot, which means that like on any given week, we could be shooting multiple 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 scenes for multiple episodes like uh. on that day, which is absolutely insane. But like, you just go with it, you know. It's like you like you could be shooting an episode from like episode two in one scene and then the next scene on that day is from episode like three or four you know You're like oh okay all right so wait uh, all right yeah 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 that's what's, what's happening is that normal is that normal is that normal in in television in general just because of the time you, you know you're shooting I, I had never done that before i don't know how normal it is i i don't think it's rare because it's you know definitely happens but uh it's normal for me that's, it is now i mean so i, I and, and and i'm sorry to to I'm sorry to fan out on you here like this, but I, I'm just so interested in the process. You know, with with that situation, to stay in character, for instance, when that guy came up to talk to you so that they could go to the other two people talking, okay? Mm -hmm. What is that? Are you two still talking the whole time that they're doing their, their scene? Is that how that... I'm, no. No. How do they shoot that? So, they, you know, when he started coming up to me talking, there was actually a whole scene of him actually talking, and they actually cut that whole portion out. Uh, and then right. when we do coverage, because like like again, we're using two cameras, you know, so when they turn around to do coverage on uh, Brandon and Danielle, the two actors that you see in, in that sequence, everyone else is quiet because that's their thing. Because we need to make sure the audio is right because there's you don't need any overlapping between the yeah. dialogue of everyone. Uh, so we'll turn around and then they'll talk when we're not talking at all, you know, I believe a, lot of, like, a lot of times when you do like a master shot, which is like usually the first shot they do, uh, for a scene is they do like this wide shot where everyone, you run the scene and there's, everyone says everything the way it is on page. 
And then they come in and, and they grab little pieces here, pieces here, pieces here. We get a three shot, two shot right in here, you know, and that's, then they take all those little pieces and then they got the big one and they go into the editing room and some guy sitting in a dark room and then he marks them all up, <laughs> gives them to the, the master editor. He looks at that, marks those up, he gives them to the director, the director goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The director then hands it to the, you know, the showrunners and the showrunners are like, Ooh, I like this, change this, that and that. And the showrunners, they get that back, then they give it to the network execs, and they go, oh, I don't know about this. And then they send it to the studio. And it, 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 there's so many people that, like, you know, look at it before it gets to what we see on Thursday yeah. night, you know. So it's 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 just a wild process. Um, Andy, ask your question. Oh, no, the, just the uh, – I'm, I'm pretty sure when they – it's a term called Franken-bits. I think it's called a Franken-bit. It might be an outdated term, but when they use – audio from other takes to basically and like edit things together they'll take like a take from somebody like a shot from behind their head franken bit that makes sense it's called a franken bit oh, yeah. they'll take a shot from behind their head but they're still using the audio and it's giving you the illusion that it's all one shot but really it's from something else I in there gotcha. oh that's yeah. what i was asking about earlier yeah movie magic so like for that for instance with the with the lady that that said he's getting sucked off because i about lost my 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 cheerios on that line do you guys, does the writers, do you guys have to, I'm sure that you guys had other lines just in case that wasn't going to make it, right? No. No. I, we, the, here's the thing, and there's another thing. We, the writers have to have their, when they write a screenplay, you know, a script for the week. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Damn it. This was getting interesting. We lose him completely. We have this. <laughs> his his DUI report. Uh, uh, let me just. I'll try to reconnect with him. You want to take a? I'm going to take a break. A little commercial break. We'll real be quick. right back. Don't go anywhere. We're, we're here with Devin Long from the CBS show Ghost. We'll be right back uh, after this messages. for how valid is the validity. Aurora Nutrascience, true liposomal supplements. Guidance Whiskey, look for guidance. Sony Mobile, car audio, next level. Verdoliac Law Group, let us help you. Maestro Headphones, German engineering you can hear. Media Ninja, helping you understand how to use social media. How valid is the validity? Wednesday nights, live on Facebook and YouTube, 7 Central, 8 Eastern, or download wherever you get your podcasts. Odds are, if you watch TV, you've seen plenty of ads for lawyers. It's usually a lawyer telling you how great they think they are. But at the Verdoliac Law Group, it's different. It's always about the client. In fact, all of us are actual clients, and we're here to proudly tell you how much the Verdoliac Law Group has done for us. What impresses me most is how much the Verdoliac Law Group believes in their clients. They only get fees if they win, and they use their own dollars to take cases to trial. Nine billion dollars, over 30,000 clients represented, and almost 60 years in business. That's a testament to their strength, knowledge, and success. In fact, call them with all your legal needs. Like the saying goes, if they've been around that long, they must know what they're doing. If you're injured in a car or truck accident, any work-related injury, or as a result of a medical error, call Verdoliac Law Group, or it's always about the client. Injured? Call Verdoliac Law Group. 
To be a part of the show, call us at 808-707-8108. That's 808-707-8108. Or you can email your thoughts to weaver at hvvcast.com. How valid, How valid is the voice? So we're trying to get Devin back. I think that, oh, he said he's trying. I just sent you that link again, Andy. Yeah, I'm trying to get in here. Hey, Chad. What's happening, man? Not much. We're trying to get Devin back on. Oh, I was watching downstairs. This is really interesting. It is interesting. And he was about to say something really cool that I was super interested in. Did you send it to HVV there, Weave? I did. I did. There it is. Your studio looks great, by the way. Have you not been up here? It's been a while. But you saw this. I think you've changed things a little bit. A little bit. You got this super high-tech little camera over here. I mean, I love cameras. I know you that I know that you do. I love your mustache. Thanks. It's called Oh, you're talking lazy. about lazy. This, this little cam- the camera right there? That one? Oh yeah. Grab we, it. We haven't it. we haven't figured out what we're going to do with it yet. Oh. I like that. I Recording to... in progress. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting arrested. I'm trying to uh figure out how to use that mustache. Recording he stopped. He says he says he's back in the waiting room. Not well. He's got to go to that new link. I don't have that. Oh, that was the same. There link. we go. There we go. <sighs> you uh, you feeling good on a Tuesday? What is, it's Wednesday? Your podcast airs every Wednesday. No, this not is every, the first one back though, right? For like, we haven't been here for like two years. This is our first one back in like two years. Bad hey. cheering, everybody. Bad cheering. Wow, look at that! I've got a. It doesn't even say anything like. <laughs> No. Used to it. It always said something. Now, if I knew you had that mustache, I would have said something like, man that can't go near playground. But (laughs) instead, I went with singer-songwriter. I appreciate that. No problem. Man that can't go near playground. You going to go back to the police academy? Negative. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. Did we get Ryan back yet? Sure did. Oh, Ryan. I don't know what happened. Ryan? Who's Ryan? Look at at that beard. You shouldn't say that. I mean, it's just like if you... (laughs) If, if if I are could you have, making a joke right now? No, are no. we doing the joke? With I Ryan? love you. No, no, absolutely not a joke. We were. You see what I mean? And you're like, why did you go to Oregon? I was like, because I didn't. Everyone was calling me Ryan. Oh God, I, I did. did. He did. Oh, I, he, I was like, who's Ryan? Oh my God. Twenty years it just later. Went a whole I, thing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's we were insanity. just insanity. No, it's insanity. I was trying to. I was trying to tell Chad about your brother because he met. He was used to play at the roof, and I was talking about him before you come back on. I'm sorry. I, I love it. No, that's I'm my sorry. Bad. I was trying to explain to him who you were through your brother, and that's not what I meant to do at all. As a matter of fact, you know what? I'll see you later. If you never brother. talk to me, I, listen, Devin, I've already spelled your name wrong once. I got your brother fucking mixed up. This is just awful. I don't even want to do this anymore. anymore. Listen, so go back to the, you said, okay, you, you were, everybody was on the edge of their seat. So what happened? So how does this work? So you, this oh. woman says, He's getting sucked off. And I'm thinking that line has to be that kid that you guys have to do a few more lines because it may be the FCC. No, that that was the bit, man. Okay, so so talk. It was on the page. So explain what what screenwriters have to do on these TV shows. Oh, when you write us, you know, there's a there's a there's a, a group, you know, a team of writers, you know, there's a whole writer's room and everyone, you know, each episode, different writers write every episode and they always spitball, you know, storylines and whatnot. But an episode gets written. And then it gets approved and the network has to, you know, approve it. The studio approves it. You know, everyone says, yes, we like it. 
before it gets handed to the actors. Oh, okay. And then, you know, by the time it gets to us, everything that's on the page is we're good. I mean, that that was that line to me was brilliant. And and you know, and so do you got you know, it's like I, I'm sure that because you do improv on the show, correct? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we have a we have a lot of fun. And so, you know, how you know, that's another thing that's interesting to me too. How how do you are you what is the freedom that you guys do have in the sense of do you know do you is are there times when you know you can say what you feel or something off the cuff or something that you feel what your character would say if it wasn't on the page and there's times when you just have to do what's on the page, right? Yeah, it's you always got to do what's on the page no matter what. Like that's cuz that's part of, you know, cuz there's every everything's written and you know, there's a story and everything needs to be fuck I don't know, can I say the F word? Yeah, sure, know. sure, sure. Yeah, everything needs to be done, you know, right. like at a pace. And, you know, we, you know, we do in takes where we just improv stuff, uh, but it will only make a final cut if it's serves the story, if it serves the purpose of what the story is, it's funny and it's quick time. Yeah. Time is huge. Uh, every second on a network show is so valuable. So if, if you like, I was sitting next to an editor recently on a flight and he was telling me, cause I was, I was talking about this, you know, cause like, Every time you get like a note from your director, they're always like, "Hey, that's great. Can you just tighten it up a little bit?" <laughs> Every second. So like, like if you if I say like you know a line and then I I say it a little bit longer and then it's, it's two seconds longer and then someone else says a kind of of a line and it's a second longer and then you know you, you add that up and then it's like you know fifteen seconds you know that you that that of of of, of time that could have been compressed right. that could have been allotted to another joke or another part of the story. So it's like. And when the when the editor was telling me about it, I was I was like, dude, I guess, yeah, I guess there is a lot of that goes into it. But you know, when you're an actor and you're on you know stage and you're just like, yeah, I'm just trying to do the best job I can do, say you know say whatever I'm trying to say in the best way it can be said, you know. But then you, there's a lot of times when it's just like, yeah, that's great. I know you want to make a meal out of this, but right. let's cut it in half and hit it hard and quick. So when you started doing that character. Did you, did they give you pretty much total control over the voice and everything? I mean, you, you came up with that voice and the mannerisms and all that, or was there somebody that really guided you into and finessed you into that role? No, man, that's, they, they, I, I got the audition, uh, like at six o'clock, uh, you know, maybe six thirty at night. And then, uh, it was for the next morning, like 10 o'clock, like in the valley, like an hour away. And I was like, you know, I was, I was like five pages and I was like, I just looked at it and I was like, <sighs> I got this. I know this guy. <laughs> and I just came in. I came in. The room was so small, man. And I just came in and I was like literally straddling, you know, the the producer's legs, you know, like it was like a lap dance audition because like literally his knees were touching my shins. The room was small. <laughs> and I just I just came in with Thorfinn and they loved it. And they were just eating it up. And I was like, all right, cool. Right on, man. That's cool. And I did two takes and then I left the room and then I got the job and that was it, man. And how no far, one ever told me anything about this. No one said nothing. Like no how, one said, hey. Uh-uh. How far has that character come along? Like, I mean, the, the more you act and the more you do it, the more you probably develop more, uh, you know, dimensions to the character yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it's it's just like a nice pair. You know, it's a pair of Levi's, you know? It's like, you know. How much of you, jeans. how much of What's you and your, how much of you and your own humor do you think comes out in that character? It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot yeah. of similarities, man. It, it goes back and forth. Like we're the, we're the same dude. It's you, know, you right? Like yeah. What's that? It's you. Yeah. 
it is me, you know, uh, and it's really funny, you know, I mean, he, he's a character, he's a characterization of kind of who I am. It's, you know, it's blown out of proportion, you know, uh, in the Thorfinn's, he's, he's not, he's not dumb or anything like that, but he's, he, there's a, there's a, there's a, a language barrier with him and everyone else, which right. kind of can come off as like, oh, this dude's ignorant, you know, but no, like Thorfinn's just lazy. He just decided not to like learn the English language <laughs> perfectly, you know, whereas some of the other characters, you know, like Sasapis, uh, he, you know, he, 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 he took, has full control over the English language. So like Thorfinn's just kind of lazy. Uh, there's a, you know, a, a barrier there. So it translates to kind of like, this guy's kind of a, he's aloof, you know, big old dumb idiot, but, uh, he, he's primal, man. He's just all about, he well, wants I mean, to have a good time, that, tell jokes. That's not, that's know? not, that's not really fair too, because at the same time, your character really is the oldest character on the show. I know he's got a lot of depth he, he, and we will explore that in um, a couple episodes from now that like, there's going to be some therapy that he, he uh, under <laughs> undertakes. Well, that he's got being, a lot of stuff I mean, got to talk about. But that being said, one, one of the most interesting questions that I read in some interviews you've done um, was, was really, and, and, and you don't really think about this because it is a comedy and it's not, you, you don't really, you, you know, you, you watch a comedy to just, not necessarily get so deep in thought, but just to enjoy it and, and and listen to the jokes. But one thing that is true is, you know, you guys have been living together theoretically in this house for hundreds of years. Yeah. And so, you know, one question that I'd like to get a little bit more of an answer from you than than I read at the time um, was what it what was that like trying to get into you know you know because the show is based on a sh- another show in the BBC right. Great show. So, yeah, I, love, I love what they did. Right. So do you, did you guys dr- draw from that much as far as backstories and such, or did you guys sit in the room and you, you created the, the synergy f- for that, for that part, Ooh. right? You understand yeah. what I'm saying? We, 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 you know, you don't want to, like we, I definitely watched the, the, the show, but I didn't get too heavy into it because I didn't want it to inform anything that we were doing. You know, you, you, you want to be, you want to bring your units to, you know, the, your, your character and our show, yeah. you know, even though the stencil, you know, is essentially very similar, right. but the characters have been switched around, you know, um, they're not verbatim, you know, cool. and so, but it's, you know, it's, it's a, obviously it's, you know, the American version of the BBC ghosts. Uh, so we tried, we all tried to kind of stay away from that show, at least until we got a footing on who we were and what we were, but that process, um, was we had so much time to evolve because we 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 got greenlit for the pilot um 2020 and uh we were getting ready to shoot it oh, and we wow. got shut down march 30th march, march or uh march 13th yeah friday the 13th just shut down so we were uh, you know in purgatory for we didn't shoot the pilot till december of 2020 right so we were just put on hold the whole world was and as a cast we all just kept in touch we would do zoom calls all the time like you know once every couple of weeks and everyone we had a, a text thread and we you know we, we went through the whole pandemic together everyone was scared and you know what's going to happen we're going to work anymore you know shows are shut down i think we got our shot like oh these other shows are getting canceled we're still alive they're going to do it are we gonna, you know it was like this whole thing so like by the time we got to the pilot we had all been communicating and uh chatting and just like you know uh broing out hardcore for like you know what yeah. was it like six months seven months um how scared were you i mean after after all the shit you had been through all these years 
with ins and outs and just like you talked about in the beginning as far as you know, all don't count your blessings, you know, about getting, you know, work a month and might not even see yourself in the shot. How scared were you when COVID happened and, and you were just green lit to do something and how, and you knowing how LA works in that regard, were, was everybody pretty worried it wasn't going to come back or did, or did they make you feel like, no, we're good. They were worried and I wasn't, and I'll tell you why. Um, this is going to sound crazy. I went and saw a, uh, a sorcerer uh it's like a psychic <laughs> sorcerer and i was like I, i'd heard about this like dude. A medium yeah well not even a medium he's just a, a seer yeah uh and uh my wife was like yo this would be fun let's, let's go see this dude uh apparently he's really good i was like all right let's check him out so two weeks before ghosts even happened i went and saw this guy and he, he drank my you know I drank the coffee and he looked at it and then read my cards. And he tells me this story about how I am going to get this project. It's not in this time. And I will play a character who has a, a different voice, different voice. And all the other people on this project uh, have costumes, big costumes, everyone, big costumes. And it's not now it's, it's, it's old, it's old, but it, big characters and, and and you will play viking you were a viking no like a freaking viking way viking and, I, and i was like i was like whoa uh, this is before i even had the audition i was like i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna be on game of thrones or something i was like great i love that and so uh, i was like all these things you know that, that he was like it's be great show to go you know it told me like seasons and stuff like that and so when we went and um when I got the audition and then I got the job, I was like, wait, hold on. Like, dude, this guy, this guy was right on with all this. Like everyone's wearing huge costumes and I am speaking with a different voice and it's a TV show and I'm a Viking. I was like, this guy's legit. So when we, when we got, you know, we all got the job and then when we got put on hiatus and everyone's just kind of like, what's going to happen. I was like, listen, guys, I talked to, you know, this, this, you know, the bones doctor. And he told me that everything's going to be all right. He already predicted this. And he said, we're going to be fine. We're going to be good. Don't worry. And everyone's like, Holy oh, and, you know, like, honestly, like, it's like, it's like kind of like a running joke, but like, everyone's like, Hey, what's, what's the, you know, what's that, your wizard's day? Do you, I'm sorry. I every time I, sometimes I reach back out to him. Yeah. I was going to say, do you talk to him anymore? I do. I did a, uh, I did a, a zoom call with, with him when I was up in Montreal. Which is not, it's, I mean, you know, it's, he had to drink the coffee for me. I feel like it was, you know, I, I, I prefer, um, person to person. Face. Yeah, it was, it was all right. But like, I, I, I think there's more connection when you're, when you're in the room with Holy someone. Holy shit. I, wh- yeah. So this guy's in LA. He's in LA. Yeah. Oh. I mean, he, he's a legend. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's just, you know, it's like, that's crazy. I think sometimes oh, the voice just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was so, particular uh and he said some other things that were just like okay like you know whoa like things that things that he predicted things that are just ridiculous detailed you know and other facets of life that i won't get into that, yeah. that came to fruition that i was just like dude all right man I'm like i see you dude i gotta i got i'll fly out tomorrow just to see this guy I'll put you on man i'll put you on that's a, I mean, is, is so is he like a, a guru for the stars type thing or just some guy in Chinatown? He's not in Chinatown. I can't <laughs> tell you much more about him, but he's, uh, I mean, he's, he, he's, 
I think he's the, Turkish. What? Yeah. What you think? I think what? He's Turkish. I think he's he's a he's a he does the Turkish. I think he's Turkish. Uh, that's the Turkish insane. coffee thing. Yeah, that's that's like the Turkish coffee thing. That's awesome. So you don't. So all through COVID, you didn't even worry about it. Because this crazy say, man, coffee guy. Um, this is and this is something that I've always had in my life. I've always just had like a belief and a trust and a knowingness of like I'll have a vision for something and I and I just I know if I'm being real with myself and intuitively if if my heart tells me it's like you know you know when your body says yes yeah and and, and you know something's right then you you you. You just allow it to happen. And sometimes the amount of time between, you know, that feeling and, and the actual, you know, materialization of whatever you're talking about can be years. Yeah. It could be weeks. But, like, still, once you get to that point, that time from this part to that part, it, it's just a, a quick memory. So it's like when I when I know things and I, and I, and I, and I, I like, in my heart and gut and everything when i know them to be true i don't worry you know yeah. part of my brain will be like yo like you know the evil dude in my brain is like devin you suck nothing's ever gonna happen and, <laughs> and, and everything's gonna you're gonna die tomorrow like you know like, nothing's you'll never work again i'm like shut up dude like i just gotta shut that dude up yeah because like once i listen to my truth you know like you know you're, you're the real the real you you know the, the good stuff is always there so like i, I always I always just believed in it so much. Yeah. You know, I, I really did. I just, just, I just believed in it. You so, know, that's, so that's it. Man. I, got, you... I just, I was tired of being scared all the time, you know, tired of being, you know, am I, is this my last job? You yeah. know, I, I didn't, I didn't want to be, it, get, it gets, it gets exhausting being, you know, being like, like a mouse always scurrying around and like, is this my last piece of cheese? Like, like I gotta like, like, you know, collect all these nuts, you know, it's like, well, once, Man, I wonder like a real, you know, you ever, you guys ever read like a, the, the, the Don Juan books, Carlos Castaneda? You guys ever heard of those books? I've heard of him, but I've never read any of the books. There's a passage in one of the books that kind of like really stuck with me. And he talks about like a, like a true hunter, uh, like, a, a, like a, a real hunter, a great hunter will only take as much as he needs. He will never take any more because he knows that he, 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 trusts himself and he's such a good hunter that he knows whenever he's hungry and he needs he will be able to provide for himself and so like you don't overdo you know take more you know right. you don't go to the grocery store during the pandemic and take everyone's toilet paper that's, <laughs> not, what, that's not what a true hunter does because i'm gonna i'm i will wipe my ass I, will, I, will, I trust that my ass will be clean i don't need to take it all because my ass will be clean and we all got through the pandemic maybe some of our asses were dirtier than others right. half the time uh, and some of us were just, you know, wiping our ass in the showers for a while because that was a weird time too. But <laughs> we've all made it through with clean. Our, our butts are clean now, and uh, you know, you just apply that same thing to every facet of your life. And if if you have a belief in yourself, in in what what, you, what whatever the situation is, you don't need to like freak out and, and and panic mode and try to grab here and you know hold on to things and like that's that's when things get rigid and, and things don't work out when you kind of like you hit panic mode, you know? No, I'm, I'm, so, you, you just described the, 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 the secret, I guess is, hmm. so we got a, we got a phone call. Yeah. This is a, uh, this is that dude, Roy from Missouri. Remember, I think this is the guy that called in about the, uh, shooting the blanks and everything too. He was an actor. Oh yeah. So he's got some questions for Devin. If you want to, you mind taking a question? 
Oh, wow. It's, yeah, hit me. All right, let's, let's see if he's here. Uh, Roy, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you, Chris. How are you, man? Good. How are you, Roy? I'm doing good, sir. I'm on day five of COVID. Oh, wow. And uh, just hanging out, smoking some good juice, and uh, enjoying the, uh, <laughs> you know, the six-degree weather. <laughs> Well, you're, you you got you got Devin's ear. So if you have a question for him, right on. I was listening, but I couldn't hear Devin, but I could hear you. Uh, one of my questions is, brother, is how did they choose that location? Is that is that like an old estate somewhere, or did they just like lease it, or just find it abandoned and then fix it to for the movie or for the show? I mean. Me being a, a contractor, I'm kind of really intrigued in that old world architecture, man. It, it, I just, I just love that shit, man. So, what, what was that? Is is that a real place? You so so check it out. There, there's yes and no. Um, we shot the pilot here in LA, you know, and we shot it. I can't hear Devin at all. Oh uh, well, he oh, might you not hear me. Hmm. Hold on for a second. You guys got me. Hold on. You can you could hear him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You see any yeah. problem? No, I don't know how this is going to route to him. You might have to hear this off the off the air, dude. Yeah, you're going to have to hear the hear hear your answer off the air. I'm, I think we don't have the route route it through the phone. Uh, yeah, Roy. Yeah, the sound card only let me rep. I got thing. you. We've no never problem. been in this situation. Before. I know, right? This is our first time. Yeah. So, hey, Roy, we're, you, you, if you hang up, then you can hear him. Uh, hear hear his answer. Yeah, you, there he is. Okay, cool. Now go ahead. Go ahead. So to answer the question about the the house, we shot the pilot here in LA, and it's actually a uh, I think it's like one of the one of the older properties um, in LA, and it, it's over by uh, on I think it's on USC campus officially. It's like this old house, and forget the story about it, but it was like from the 1800s. Uh, beautiful, like old mansion. That's just you know, it's like a you know uh, a historical place now so like they do use it for shoots but i don't know what they what, what its purpose is other than maybe there's like a museum aspect to it but so we rented that place out uh and shot the whole pilot there and then when we got picked up uh we discovered we're going to be shooting up in montreal well that house is not up in montreal right so we went to a stage up in montreal and they rebuilt the entire interior of that house on a stage so we're the whole thing's on a stage the whole house now and then for the exterior portion there is a uh montebello is a little town out in the countryside probably like an hour and a half two hours outside of montreal and there is a chateau out there that we used to shoot all the exterior scenes and uh it's gorgeous it's just this big beautiful you know property it's just it's it's fantastic so every time we go up there we really enjoy that because we get to sit in this little town and little little adventure so is that that i mean so you guys have to that's one of the reasons why they have to shoot stuff from episode two and three and four and five maybe the same day because you can't go two hours every time you want to shoot a scene outside right right yeah i mean there's there's a whole list of reasons why they do it but mostly it is just for efficiency it's like yo if we're gonna be here and there's we got another shot you know maybe on this next episode that's in this same area let's shoot that here too on the same day we'll just get it all done it's just, you know, they got the producers, they do a fantastic job of just organizing everything. It's just absolute pandemonium, especially given the pandemic shooting because, you know, yeah, locations and all that. Just it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. 
is Canada, are you having to deal with, Is because Can, Canada was a little bit more locked down even than we were, right? Or not? Yeah, dude. It's, you know, I'm no gyms, you know what I'm saying? Like gyms are all shut down up there, you know, I do push-ups, you know, in my room now. It's like, I, I'm like, you know, we just got back. So I'm excited to like, actually like lift some real weights uh, yep. for, for once. Uh, yeah. It's just, you know, there's a lot of restrictions up there, you know, and um, especially this last time we were back, uh, you know, the, there's no indoor eating. And so it's just kind of like, it, it's, it's tough, it, you know, it's yep. not, not fun but it you know hey it is what it is so so you know you you guys congratulations on season two i mean that's a big deal i mean that's yeah. I, I was wondering i almost was scared to text you and say congratulations because i didn't know if maybe i read something before you even knew about it but uh you know i'm, I'm sure they told you i mean that's got to feel amazing because that's that's a big feat right i mean I mean, you're right. It's a big thing to get to, to get a season two order this early. Typically, they, they they tell you like in May or something. I want to say, and they just said, "No, nope, we're going to hit you early. We're going to let you guys know." And uh, it, it, it's 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 great. It, it's it's very surreal. This whole journey to this point, you know, <laughs> I can't. It's unreal. Stress enough how wild it is, uh, just to be with every all the actors and the whole team and everyone. We're so close. We're all family. We're all best friends. Like we all hang out. Like it's like. We enjoy each other so much on onset, offset, you know, and there's, there's no assholes, you know, yep. like, and typically they say, well, if you can't find the asshole on set, that means you're the asshole. And I'm like, <laughs> the asshole is like, that's well, not how that goes. Asshole. That's not yeah, how that goes. It's like, damn, dude, you know, it's like, we just have such, so much fun. And the, and the fact that, you know, we, we, we've found, you know, we found people that, that enjoy the show with us, you know, it, it's just like, that's that's all you could ever ask for you know like to 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 go to work and and tell jokes and have fun and then for people you know friends and family and people you haven't future friends you haven't met yet for them to watch that enjoy that and you know for you know just so they can you know have something to watch after dinner you know it's 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 a dream like that's 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 we're 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 all so stoked and to have the opportunity to come back for another season is just that's pretty badass is it feel different is it feel different when you go into places, you know, out there for auditions and, and talking about other roles and stuff, do you feel that this has made an impact yet or it's still, you're still kind of, we, we haven't had any, like, like I said, like I flew in last night. Oh, uh, so you have, oh, I got you. We okay. finished the season finale last on Wednesday or what's today? I don't even know. Today is it Thursday? Say Thursday? Yeah. Today's Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. So we, we finished on Monday. Flew, flew, I flew in last night on Tuesday, and then today I'm just like, where am I? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and my head's a little bit spinning. Uh, so I haven't had a real chance to like, you know, integrate back into uh, society because you know when you're up in Montreal, you're in a bubble. Literally, we don't hang out with anyone. You know, everything shut down. Like we just go to we, we go to work. You wake up at, on Mondays, get ready to wake up at 5 a.m. and spend. You know, you, you get off at like you know nine o'clock and then come back and shoot your whole week. And then by the time you get to the weekend, you know, you're done. You just want to rest. So like, we didn't really have a life, you know, from July to current. current to now. God, so it's like, that. you know, I mean, there was a couple of moments where I got to, to fly back and see my family for a little bit, but like, and you go to the grocery store and, you know, you know, yeah. someone said something to you, at the, you know, in the, you know, checkout aisle or something <laughs> like that. But other than that, it's like, dude, I'm, I've just been, you know, doing some blue collar work stuff. You know, it's, it reminds me. Cause like, my first job I ever had was I was I went and fished up in Alaska on a on a purse 
for for salmon and just because you know i wanted to buy a car my parents wouldn't buy me a car so i went up for, there for like three months you know and you're up there and you're doing all this stuff and you know you don't see anyone like you know we were fishing out of like a alatac and we're just an island with a cannery and a bunch of fishermen so that's how i felt you know doing this show it's like just me and my and the crew and we're, and we're out working and you know you don't see anyone no one says hey what's up you know there's there's none of that like you're a star you're like in another country yeah no one who cares like and it's just like a uh, family you know getting work done so um you know yeah i gotta say it's it's just been it, it's, it's just been a neat 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 thing watching you and and having known you such a long time I, and really you and your brother have always been so freaking nice to me and i i just Thanks for we doing say it. a lot of shit behind your back, but I'm glad that I don't you give a shit as long as it's yeah. not in front of my face. I don't give a shit. In fact, I've written a lot of stuff about you on the bathroom walls and tin roof, so you can go back and uh, refer to those. Yeah. Hey, everything but the uh, big penis part was was a uh, spot on, spot on. Yeah. Both. Hey, so you know, uh, thanks for doing this for me, really, and and I, I just have I kind of want to I kind of want to end on a football thing because i you know this past weekend with this football stuff it was probably one of the most interesting weekends in football i've ever seen right i mean a lot of people because yes. i mean what, what was four games that all came down to the last two or three seconds with a field goal yeah. insanity so yeah. my question to you is football's a scam right this is all a scam. <laughs> it's like it's like wrestling now i'm telling you it's all set up it's it's uh it's not even real it's a video game it's just like uh what is this you know some kind of simulator no it's the, the those games that that chiefs game are you kidding me like it, that uh, unreal I, it was it must be one of the best games i've ever seen I, I i can't think of another game that was so shocking to me uh it was it was beautiful and just <laughs> some of those plays uh is, is, yeah. can, it can is it's Pat, fake it's it, got to be a video game no it's shit that, right I, I mean, you can't even you can't even write that stuff really like if you had a bunch of writers in a room trying to like hey how can we make a football game really cool and someone came up with, with, with the idea for the chiefs game they'd be like you're fired no one's gonna believe that get out of here <laughs> so is what what is your what is your uh two cents i guess on on the overtime situation because that, that that's uh, that's coming back. I mean, is there another? Do you have a better way to do this? And as a fan, and as somebody that played football, I mean, is it is there a better way to do it? Because it does seem a little bit not right. Uh, yeah, you, I felt robbed. I was like, oh, man, like I want to see a shootout here. You know, like yeah. Yeah, just like the. I don't like the way that it ends and I don't have an answer to that. And you know, I, I just know that I don't like the way it is now. And I think you know the league needs to figure out a different, you know, way to finish overtimes. Cause it's like, you know, what, what, what is it right now? If you kick a field goal, the other team gets an opportunity, but if you score a touchdown, it's over. I'm like, come on. Is that really? Right? Like, mm -hmm. That's the same touch, as college rules, isn't it? No college. You get You get a full extra period. Oh, you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, they, they get more opportunities in college. I think like, Man, After. you know what? It's been so long since I played ball. Like I'm going to say something, and then it goes be like, "What are you talking well, about?" Well, but I mean, so you, I will not speak on the rules, but I know that they should be better uh, for, <laughs> for the pros. Well, I, I again, I I appreciate. I, I I know I've taken up more of your time than I probably than you probably thought I was, but I, I sincerely appreciate talking to you, and it's it's. I can't wait to see how far you get 
I, I, this is just a, it's it, to tell people I know you and, and all my friends and family back home that watch the show. It's just really neat. And I, I, I can't say thanks enough to, to sitting down and talking with me today. Well, I'm truly grateful to be on your show, bro. And I did miss you. Love you, man. I yeah. can't wait to uh, hold you again because you're right. <laughs> we used to hold each other a lot. Can you just it's tell me that nobody time. on that cast doesn't want a hug from you? I mean, does, do, do people not want a hug? I mean, you just you just put everybody right here. It's just fucking insane. I just start just going around and just unsolicited hugs. <laughs> and, um, you, he used and to then, go. He used to go. You give me ear gas. You give me ear <laughs> He did. He had. He had. He was. You just look up at him, and he goes, "Oh, Weaver, like a Viking." And he goes, "You, you, you give me <laughs> eargasms. And then he would take a drink of beer, and some of it would get on your face, and you didn't care. <laughs> you didn't give a shit. No, I, yeah. I, I love you, man. I, I, Jesus, what a, what a neat thing. And I'm gonna come. I'm gonna be out there in April, so I'm gonna call you. I'll be here. I'll be here. I, I love you very much, man. Congratulations on season two. Ghosts, my friend, uh, Devin Long, everybody, make sure you check out the show. Ghost on CBS on Thursday nights. Uh, and, and thank you, Devin. Love you, brother. Love you too, man. I'll talk to you soon. Later, man. Thanks, dude. Bye. We'll be back after this uh, quick message uh, from our sponsors. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. That was Devin Long from the NBC series uh, Ghost. And I think I've got this, if, I've, if I'm correct, Andy? I, I still haven't figured this all out. There it is. Sponsors of How Valid is the Validity. Audison Amplifiers. Feel it. Hertz Marine and Car Audio. Hear what you've been missing. Verdoliac Law Group. Let us help you. Aurora Nutriscience. True Liposomal Supplements. Guidance Whiskey. Look for guidance. Sony Mobile. Next Level Car Stereos. Titan Motoring. Customize whatever you drive. Whiskey Culture. Learn more about the drink you love. Chris Weaver Band. Live and streaming entertainment. How valid is the validity? Every Wednesday night, 7 Central, 8 Eastern. On Facebook and YouTube Live. Or download wherever you podcast. And I say King. Stai ascoltando. Anata WA Kiraimasu. Estás escuchando. Você está ouvindo. No matter how you say it, you are listening to. How valid is the validity? Well, that was pretty awesome. Andy, thank you. Good job on the Zoom. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it. In studio with us right now is our old buddy, going all the way back two years now, Chad. You believe that shit? This is two years old, this yeah. show. You you helped me start this thing. It, it was fun. It was. I, I, I kind of sometimes miss the the dark room and, you know, and just the... Yeah, I mean, I, Andy you, and I tried to tell you for two years, light is better. And you finally... <laughs> You finally I, came to the light well, side. Well, I mean, let me tell you something. Who would have thought Chris Weaver would come to the light? Me and Andy had to almost kill each other three or four times. <laughs> I mean, he's got a space station over there now. He does. Yeah. I need the tools to get the job done. I'm man. telling you, it's insane. Yeah. He, how many times he wanted to beat me? I, I think the last thing he said to me uh, that we had before I set up this new room was, he goes, you want me to do this right? Then give me the right shit. <laughs> and I'm it's like, fair. my God, we only got seven people watching. <laughs> What the hell? Yeah, well, I have seventy-seven live on TikTok right now. You know what? Look at That's this awesome. stuff. I just want to sh- look, watch this. What? what? Oh my gosh! Oh, that's that's your kid. 
Andy became a dad, dad since I was here that last. There, that looks like you on a Friday night. <laughs> right there. <laughs> look at that little thing. Look at that. Congratulations, Andy. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. I tell you what. Are you sure that's yours? There's two, <laughs> things, there's two things in my life I never thought I'd see, and both of them were Andy with a car seat. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Well, here she is in the car seat, and this is the face she makes when I drive. <laughs> It's outstanding. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, it's little Lou, man. What's what's her uh, name? Erie, Erie Luella. Oh, Erie Lou, Erie Lou. What a name! What mm-hmm. a name! Look at those, look at those little sheep ears. What oh, a cute gracious. baby! All right, get her off there before they start thinking that this something's happening with the show. All right, one more time with this right here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Oh my god! <laughs> I had to show her off a little bit. No, that's fine. You can do whatever you want. You're the producer. <laughs> I have. I literally have no control over anything he can do anyway. Well, that's pro- that's probably all for I can the best. do is play a, com- a commercial again. And you struggled with that, so. <laughs> Chad, you're here for a specific reason. Um, yeah, you, you've started a podcast. I did, and how I know this is, is because. Uh, Verdoliak called me the other day, and Sony called me the other day. Yeah, they were like, "Hey, your buddy Chad, we're helping him out with these uh, podcasts." I'm like, "Oh, seriously?" Well, Sony ain't helping me with no. nothing. Well, he said, and this is what I was going to tell you. No, no, no. Show. It's funny now because, but he said that uh, you got to give him more time, more time. Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, I told. I was like, first of all, I want to take nothing away from Chris. Oh no, there's nothing you could possibly. No. You matter of fact, you'll have you'll probably have them long after I'm gone. So it's well, all good. Um, no, you know, Verdoliak has been uh, absolutely incredible. They're great. Um, They're yeah, great. so they are the the, the pilot sponsor. Did you on this do? Podcast. Did you do the Church Street? I did do live on Church Street. Where's live that at? Uh, it aired already. Yeah. Oh, I got to get a copy of it. I haven't seen the, uh, the the this new season they've had. But so you, I think they're. Uh, I think they're. It's like, um, I don't know. I mean, I haven't talked to to Michael in a few days, but I think they're breaking it up maybe into like a couple episodes it well it's, yeah. a, it's actually like six yeah but I, so like you know they go in and they they had us do four songs yeah and they i think they used two on the oh, first time I gotcha. and then they're like mixing it up and putting you with other artists and they use the other two songs maybe you know uh, what could be you know what they're wrong. doing oh there it is right look at there. that that's me neato well, here, well, let's hear a little piece just a little bit Benny. Those guys do a bang up job. Really do. Who was in charge of all that? Was it was that Webdell? Uh, yeah, Michael Webdell. Yeah. 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 So that actually plays in Nashville on NBC. No, no, no. On um, Chicago. No, it plays Nashville and Chicago's on the CW. Oh, CW. That's right. Yeah, that's right. They nice. they buy they buy like a half hour's worth of time or something on the WB. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's the, a C- it's a CW. I know. Yeah. I know. Just, and, then c- and then they're and then they're uh, what they're does also, the CW stand for? Chris Weaver. Yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> set that up nicely. But then they they, they also are now are putting the uh, the full episodes on YouTube as well. So. Yeah, I gotta cut them up because I want to use them on the show for the music segment. Yeah, I didn't know if I didn't know if I was allowed to do that, so I, I haven't asked Michael yet. Yeah, you can do that. Oh, okay. sure. Um, well, I mean, I could rip this off for you right now, and, get, <laughs> and you can have it by the end of the show. Um, I, I did do that to that one. Uh, what was the, what was that? Uh, 
you and I played that like virtual charity event for uh oh man, what's his name? He came on the show. Really good singer, curly headed guy. Used to play at the Don stage. Don Gatling. Yeah, Don Gatling. How do I forget his name? No Dattling. No Dattling. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe I just said that. So yeah. you just yeah. you started your own podcast. I did. All so right. so give me the premise. Give me the premise. Yeah. So I, I, after after we did this, I loved this so much, and I, I wanted I wanted to do a podcast for a long time, but I, I wanted to be in a kind of different space than anybody else was doing, and I wanted to do something obviously people thought would be interesting. And uh, so I came up with this idea. You know, I'm friends with with a lot of these guys who their parents are famous. And, uh, you know, people have all these preconceived notions of what it's like uh, when you're the child of a famous person. So um, essentially every week I sit down with somebody different who has uh, famous parents. And we talk about uh, what they're doing now and the things that they they did to uh, make their own name on their own merit and and what it was like growing up in, in that kind of situation, um, what you have to deal with, and what, what you have to overcome. So uh, how many episodes have you got recorded? So uh, we we have four out right now. So it started um, the first week in January. New episode comes out every Tuesday. Um, so the first episode was uh, Tom Tippin, who's uh, Aaron Tippin's son. Uh, episode two was Georgette Jones, who's the daughter of George Jones and Tammy Wynette. Um Third episode was uh, Mackenzie Atkins, um, who's uh, the daughter of Trace Atkins and Rhonda Forlaw Atkins. And then uh, this, the one that came out this Tuesday is Jesse Keith Whitley, Keith Whitley and Lloyd Morgan's son. Wow. And I mean, so do you feel like doing them every week is going to be hard? Or, or, I mean, because it's not going to be easy, like, once you get. No, so, I mean, so kind of what I'm doing is like eight episode seasons. And I, I tried to record them all in advance so that I could put them out every Tuesday. Um, we'll take a break. We'll come back with a second season. It'll be eight more episodes. Um, and then um, hopefully we can we can keep it going like that. We, we've got some really cool. Um, so the, the first the first month was all music folks, which was, you know, obviously what I had instant access to. But um, this coming week is um, Seth Hanna. Who is the uh, the son of John Hanna? Uh, played for the the Patriots. Is in the oh yeah. Uh, is in the Hall of Fame. Is you know, you know, ranked as the best offensive lineman ever in the NFL, um, which is cool. Um, and then uh, the week after that, we have um, Jordan Wood Hicks, who is the co-owner of Wood Brothers Racing, which is the oldest NASCAR team. Um, so that one's really cool. Is it um, all just audio, or do you vi- video them? Um, so it has been all audio to this point. Um, I, I don't have an Andy to travel around with uh-huh. me. So <laughs> and and the hard part is is like so you're doing I, these on location. Yeah, I don't oh, have cool. a studio like this. Well, I mean, so when you're dealing with this particular you know niche thing, I kind of have to work on their schedule and what's easiest for them so what's easiest for them typically is you you go to them so um but i do uh actually recorded one earlier today um which i'm super pumped about um i recorded uh an episode with uh haven nut who is uh houston nuts 
daughter. You remember Houston Nutt? He was a coach at Arkansas and Ole Miss. I, I don't. Yeah. I'm not. You know, I don't know. You know this college stuff, sports, yeah. way better than me. Yeah. So I, um, I don't. Yeah, was big SEC coach, coached to Arkansas, Ole Miss, and um, now works for uh, CBS. So, um, but his daughter lives here in Nashville and has an incredible um, retreat. She's also um, she's an actress. She's a a film producer, writer, director, just wrote a cookbook, all kind of stuff. We'll get into all that on the episode. But so I actually have this little setup um, that I tried out today for the first time. And it actually came out great for as simple as it is. You know, kind of come out of my interface and go into my phone. And it was pretty, pretty nice. I mean, that, that Mevo, these Mevos, I mean, yeah. I, that this is one of the older ones. Yeah. They don't make this one anymore. But that thing is badass. And so it's blue. It, it's it's going through my phone right now. Right. So, yeah. So I talk, um, I was talking to Eric the other day and yeah. he, he suggested maybe getting a couple of those and, but I hadn't seen them. I'd seen the ads for them, but yeah. I haven't seen them in person. So this is the older ones, yeah. but the, the newer ones are just smaller, but you, you can do camera shots, angles right, right. right off from your phone. So it just sits in front of you while you're doing your thing. That's awesome, dude. I'm telling you. And so he brought this down. It was, he had one, he wanted me to try it out. I mean, it's. Uh, I haven't dialed it in yet, but it's the fact that we can go anywhere in the house right now with this thing is pretty. Pretty. I, yeah. I want to go down and do a cakes cam. Oh, that's awesome. So, so you know who I? I it's. I, I'm just spitballing here. Uh-huh. But I would be interested in in maybe, you know, because Jordan Peterson. Now that Daily Wire is coming to town, Jordan Peterson's daughter does her own podcast. She yeah. does a lot of stuff with her dad. I'd be an interesting one to yeah. talk to her if you could. I don't know if you listen to him or not, but he he uh the, the new uh Rogan new Rogan Jordan Peterson just came out like the other day. Is it amazing? It's pretty it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, you know everybody's giving Rogan hell now because of oh, Spotify. Yeah. yeah. I see, yeah. Oh, well, that, I just read just recently that it's kind of a breaking thing that that Spotify has removed Neil Young. Yes, they removed all his Joe stuff Rogan, today. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Neil Young removed Neil Young from Spotify. No, Spotify removed it. They didn't yeah. even give Neil Young the choice. That's they what I read. It. Yeah, I just read that article article downstairs. So he was the second artist. Bob Dylan's come off of there too, right? Somebody else came off. Yeah. It, well, Neil Young's a real bitch, right? Like, doesn't he? Didn't he do this shit back in the day with with I, I saw, Leonard I saw, Skinner? I, yeah, right? I said I saw a meme that said, "Turns out Leonard Skinner was right." Yeah, like Leonard Skinner. He, he's already done this. I, I just it, this I is understand this is kind of like Bette Midler talking about West Virginia. It's just amazing to me that all these people come out of the woodwork that I thought were dead. Like I'm, I'm just like <laughs> Neil Young said something about Joe Rogan, and and uh, and, and then the 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 nut job off of uh, the View or whatever that that crew is, you know, and and I don't even say nut jobs. They're just they think the way they think. But it's the redheaded lady, Joy Behar, maybe is, oh, yeah. is her name. Yeah, she the, calls the, she the calls, girl that Kid Rock called a yeah whatever. Bitch, yeah. But she calls Joe Rogan. <laughs> she calls Joe Rogan an abomination, but says he shouldn't be taken off Spotify because. You know, so I mean, it's just interesting how everybody thinks about each other and that kind of thing. But I, I, I think there have been two or three artists that have taken their music off. Wasn't Taylor Swift some? Isn't maybe it was Taylor Swift? Somebody took know. their somebody took their music down because of Spotify and Joe Rogan. You know, saying that if you're not going to take Joe Rogan off, then you're not. Well, I don't money. understand why people have such a problem with Joe Rogan. Who in the hell knows? I it, like who cares? It's because some because one person, like an influencer or something, says something, and then all of a sudden it's cool to hate Joe Rogan. I just, and most of these people that have a problem with them don't even listen to the damn show. And if you listen to the show, it's 
pretty it's good. Not. It's pretty good, and he has everybody from <laughs> both sides, all the round, the religion, the the not the atheist, the non political. I mean, it's just. Did you uh, did you check out the Sanjay Gupta one? That's a pretty good one. I, I, I have mixed feelings good. about Sanjay Gupta. Well, so does Joe Rogan. That's what the yeah, well, that was the whole was thing was about. And he really grills him pretty hard. And I mean, did he stand up to the test? Eh, yes and no. It was interesting to see him wiggle his way out of some things and answer some things. He did, yeah, he did like admit to some uh, yeah. some things they didn't think he was necessarily going to admit to. Really, like, it was, was saying how you know they had probably not looked enough. I, I may, I think this is right. Like he was saying how they probably not had not looked enough at like natural antibodies and and things like that. Well, now after two years, that's becoming a thing, right? People, the guy from Pfizer is basically saying this is almost over. That th- these these uh, these are, are you know these uh, vaccines aren't going to help Omicron. And there, and it, it just it's just blowing my mind. There's a handful of doctors that 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 have come out and said, you know, that, that we've never get, we haven't given our immune systems a chance to do the what. I mean, it's just it blows my mind. And By the then, way, I don't talk about any of this on from. The it shadow. doesn't matter. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, it, it people are done. You know, it's right, it's really sure. it, yeah. it's just politics aside. It doesn't matter what side your people are. Just getting enough is enough. Right. We two years. You right. know, we've been doing this show for two years. And you go back to the first couple of ones, and it, it was always a question of how long can people deal with this? And that was six months, you know? Yeah. Right. And we're still talking about this. And what gets me is it's it's a flu vaccine now because they're going to come out for every variant. They've already said it. You know, there's going to be an Omnicom variant, you know, and, and, and a, a vaccine. And then there now there's another vaccine that's a variant of Omicron. I mean, this never ends. And I think Europe has opened up completely they said we're done the uk right. has completely yeah, they the, dropped the U- all all restrictions right so it's just a matter of time i i just hope my, my biggest fear honestly is what happens if something came along that was really killing people left and right just everybody was going down you know what happens then you know and, and there's a, a sheep cried wolf type thing on on this situation I'm, that, that concerns me because now we're dealing with well the problem is there's uh, i mean and we talked about this six months into this is there's always going to be something um you know we had swine flu we had you know uh, ebola we had all these zika all these, yeah i mean yeah. like every every year there's something mad cow I, disease uh one of my, one of my buddies uh vic uh, martin uh he uh He's producing the new uh, Nick Carter record, and Nick Carter like tweeted today or put something on Instagram that Vic said. He's like, he said, uh, I, I don't want to mess up the quote, but something to the effect of, um, they're treating, um, they're treating COVID like they're P Diddy. There's a new remix every four weeks, <laughs> but it's the truth. I mean, the, the the mass thing is is here's what gets me now. You just have these people hanging on school teachers and and all the stuff that's going on in education so there's just these pocket things now where people are still fighting masks and and all this kind of thing with 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 and and my god i mean you just the only way to not lose your mind is just not watch the news don't read just just live your life and and pretend like there's nothing until it comes into your world and then deal with it but i mean if you watch so, the these these I'm not kidding you. If it wasn't, it'd be if it was it'd be funny if it wasn't sad. Right. When you're hearing these parents read some of the shit coming out of these books, textbooks that are in these libraries. I think I think some people don't want to go back. 
Oh, I agree with I that. I think 100%. That there are some people Absolutely. that still hang on to this because Absolutely. they're enjoying not having to go do shit, and yeah. it's a it's. You have people dragging people out of schools because their kids not wearing a mask. I mean, we're really are we still really are we doing this right now? That this is where we're at. But 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 just the whole thing of it with with the and the kids. Oh my God! I mean, you know, it is going to be interesting. The Netflix series. I've said this before. The next the documentaries of how mm-hmm. dumb the kids are going to be right over the next two years because they're just not, they don't. Well, I mean, they with, don't care with, with my kids. Like, you know, they it's, you know, what was it a week before last? I get I got an email said, hey, due to staffing shortages, we're going to um, virtual for the next week and a half. You'll, and then it said the next line, like your kids may or may not have assignments depending on if there's a teacher to put an assignment in. Right. We I, I mean, nobody's thinking this is just you can't tell me. That you just that the these students have are not going to lose two years of education of just stupid simple shit to just get out of high school. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. And like my with my daughter, we just changed her schools. But so last last semester, I think it was last semester. Anyway, they, you know, they they had part of the kids who were doing virtual and part of the kids that were in school, and her teachers would not help her in the classroom because it was unfair to help her there because they could not help the kids that were going online and she's going i don't understand this i'm sitting right here in front of you tell me how to do this like i'm asking to learn i'm asking you to teach me me. and they said we we can't do that because because it's not fair for those it has to be a level playing field Whatever, man. Let's move on. I, I, <laughs> yeah. not, not, uh, you know, speaking of kids, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell is going to jail. Oh, yeah. And did you see, I mean, so they got her on five of the six uh, counts that she was under, which uh, involved tra- 17, under 17, interstate commerce, engaging sexual acts, conspiracy to transport individuals. So, and so she's now that she's saying, well, I, I don't, I'm not going to try to fight to leave these names out. You know, because King Richard or whoever in the hell, Prince Arnold or whatever, whoever to, is getting screwed over there. Prince Andrew. They're trying to get him excommunicated, and they're 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 trying to figure out how to get him over here. I think to to put him in court. I don't know. They, they, what a mess! But there's only five names that 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 she's protecting right now, supposedly. Right. But there were hundreds. I mean, there was an interview with Bill Gates from NPR that just made your skin crawl when to, when he talked about. He had a few dinners with Epstein, and he was like, I wish I hadn't have done it. It was just a, a few dinners or whatever. Years. It was a few dinners over a hand, 10 years, you right. know. I had a handful of dinners, and then I did a lot of other weird stuff. <laughs> anyway, oh I, I, I didn't think she'd make it this far. So I, 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 I didn't either. That's why I keep... R- rumors have swirled that Epstein kept a vast video library of sexual encounters as leverage over the Johns or even outright extortion. Oh my God, dude! Wonder where those are at. So I don't mean to get too far off your thing there, but yeah. I mean, okay. So <laughs> Andy had his uh, the podcast name is uh, what was it? It's in the shadows from the shadows from the shadows. Yeah. And so you can get this not just Apple, right? You can get it anywhere. Any, you, yeah, anywhere you get podcasts. Um, 
I tell you, probably the best part of the uh, of the whole podcast is the voiceover for the intro and the outro. <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, Chris is on it. Yeah, Chris. Hey, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Can you play one? Well, I think so. Well, I don't know if this is. Oh, gonna... you might not be able to because it's. Uh, you don't have that. Welcome to From the Shadow with Chad Beard, <laughs> the podcast where we talk with children of famous people and explore their journey into making their own name on their own merit, as well as the advantages and disadvantages of growing up with famous parents. Each story is their own. Each person has a message. We are simply here to allow their message to be heard. From the Shadow with Chad Bearden. Damn, that's good. All right, yeah. let's do this. <laughs> and then Chad there is Chad, you know. This, uh, yeah, this may right. be the Come most interesting, in, uh, like, way I've recorded a podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, the most. So, so when I went to do uh, Jesse's interview, like, when I say this is a mobile setup, like, that's it's complete you know completely mobile so i first i I love jesse to death trying to lock that guy down is is so hard but so i finally lock him down he's like hey yeah come to the house tonight and so i get there i was like all right man what do you want to do this he goes i made us a fire he built a a bonfire out back and we recorded that whole no kidding we recorded that whole podcast standing around a campfire in and his, you videotaped his backyard no i didn't get that one on oh, video. No. i wish i had each story which was amazing yeah it's pretty i was trying to hear this crackling yeah, yeah you away. can't hear the, uh, can't hear uh, the crackle, well what's but. the point then oh my god you gotta hear the crackle of the fire i didn't add in the sound effect andy why not then you gotta have Chris over there standing. Welcome. To <laughs> we're gonna have a biscuit and we're gonna drink some tea. And here's Jesse. Keith. Well, we did talk. We did talk about putting the. the he has like a a um, grate that goes over the top of his little fire pit that you can cook steaks on. It's pretty pretty neat. So it's called Dark it's in the Shadows. From the from shadows. The shadows. <laughs> <laughs> from the shadow. It's so from it's, the shadow. Not to be confused with from the shadows. From, yes. Well, initially I was gonna call this. From the shadows, but I didn't do any research before that. Thank God I did before I made the logo, because there's there's like twenty seven from the shadows. There's a bunch, and and they're all about like ghosts. I can't. Yeah. Remember, what's the terminology I'm looking for? Yeah, I was all, talking about this with Haven earlier. Like I get wanting to say extraterrestrial, but that's aliens. Like what's what is what is it? Yeah, I know what you mean. No, I don't. Go ahead. I want you to. I know. I can't. Me. I couldn't think of yeah, the word cult. earlier. No, not that. Not a cult. <laughs> Well, like, what's Mac- what's it macabre. called? Like, what's it called when you're like hunt ghosts and things like that? A ghost hunter. No, there's a like a terminology. Oh, a phenomenononon. No, that's not it. <laughs> it's like sci-fi and stuff. Yeah. What, anyways, so so all those all those podcasts are about trying to talk to people on the other side or whatever. Oh and I'm like, well, crap, that's gonna be. But um, and I'd already recorded like. You know, three or four of the episodes. So, okay. so and I'm like, hey, welcome to the From the Shadows. And now I'm like, I'm editing out the on the end of it on every podcast. So, okay, so you're you're four deep. There's four more music ones, or there's the next four are going to be non musical ones. Uh, Andrea says paranormal. That was what I was looking for. Oh. Um, no, you know no, what? If she so, wants to contribute, she needs to come up here and just be on and talk to us. You want her to come up? She here? needs to come up. She can't just yell stuff she was, from downstairs. She was, she was doing a uh, she was doing a puzzle. Yeah, see, that's in. nothing. Come up here. Come up here. Um, <laughs> she said no. I don't know. look right yeah. here. This is where she should be sitting right here. <laughs> um, 
But no, uh, so the first four were music, and there there's some more. Uh, there is some more music ones coming up. But um, I I want to you know I want to do every I want to get in you know I want to do actors politicians. I mean, this is like no. That. I'm trying to think yeah. like right now, of uh, 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 people I know because, you know, I'm just trying to think of, of famous people. But this is this is an interesting. It is an interesting subject because. Well, and the, you and don't the, know their kids. Some in most cases. Well, and the and the other part is, um, you know, I wanted to to give them a platform, but to be seen then, then more than just hey, I'm so and so's kid. You know, yeah. I see these guys, and you know, a lot of these guys I've worked with, write songs with, or whatever, and I see them in a room. And, no, you're. And, I mean, and, it is a very interesting topic. I, yeah. I think I, I don't know why, how you came up with the idea, but I mean. Um, out for men of the shadows. I mean, what a, it's a great. <laughs> the podcast Listen, name has look, changed yeah, twelve times. I'm, I'm just trying to get his. Oh, uh, he's just trying to get more pictures of his get, baby. He don't he's, give a shit. I'm not. No, I mean, I'm. Um, from, from the shadow. I'm working. Okay. From the shadow. From the shadow. Put it back yeah. up. Which yeah. So been. they. Yeah. You gonna do the whole voiceover right now? No. If you've been in the shadow, making their own name oh. on their own merit, as well as the advantages and disadvantages of growing like a up with Smucker's commercial. <laughs> Well, so, so Chris, <laughs> Chris sent me just the, the, the dry voice and then I went in and added the music behind it, but I think it works. I like it. I, I think I, I was standing right here when he recorded it. Probably. <laughs> well, you know, you were, you actually were here cause we recorded after a show. Yeah. That's how we got yeah. such great audio. I like it. That's right. Well, congratulations, Chad. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And um, we're going to have you at River Ranch in March. Yeah. I'm excited about that, man. Me too. I and am excited about old it. Oh, Rufio. Rufio, they had to get. He sent him a picture with his finger in front of his nose, and they, and they had to change that because he couldn't see his face. It's well, pretty, I thought it's, it was, that's the pop world thing. I, right? I know, right? And I gotta, I gotta listen to that song. But I'm excited to have you down. March it was seventeenth. Yeah, it was the biggest song in the world of 2021. Insane. Really? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Is that the only song he plays? We're gonna have to cover up the rest of the time. Yeah, it's so he's just gonna <laughs> he's just gonna play the uh, the 45 minute version of Butter. Uh, <laughs> So, All right, so listen, stick with us here because yeah. we, we got a couple of things we're going to finish up on. I got stuff that I bought from uh, uh, as seen on TV. I want to talk about. And well, then I was I, wondering what fur daddy was. Yes, it's, well, that's. I'm not going to get. <laughs> I got. I want to. I, I got to say something, Andy. Uh, I sent Andy a cl- couple of clips today. Um. Do we want to show this? Yeah, I love it. <sighs> and it's it's. So I got I, I got to say like okay you know lawlessness right now. You're talking about the okay yeah the motorcycle. Oh okay yeah. But lawlessness right now is just an it's an epidemic in in this country across the world because I mean you know police it's it's the whole thing, but you're definitely seeing an uptick. We're, we're, I'm going to show you two things right now that's just if people don't get a grip on police, it, 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 we've got to come together here and and figure this out because you know. People, if you give people the opportunity to do bad things, they're going to be bad people to do those things, and they don't give a shit how you feel as a law-abiding citizen. This this motorcycle guy is is kind of the tip of the iceberg in the sense that you know motorcycles, right? And you've told me this: if you're if you're doing something on a motorcycle and you just speed off, they're not supposed to come after you, right? Well, every department has their has their own pursuit, um, but as a general policy. rule with police officers. Well, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, I, I've chased a, a fair amount of them, but, you know, you, you look at it, even whether it's a motorcycle or whether it's a, a car or whatever, you look at it risk versus 
reward. You know, yeah. I mean, it, I'm not going to put a ton of other people in danger to try to catch this person, especially depending on what the violation is or why you're chasing the person or, you know, wherever the case may be. Um, you know, it's sometimes it's just yep. better to go, hey, I'll get them on another day. You never know. So l- bring up this clip. This right. is insane. Insane. See what happens. And uh, so dangerous. It's tough Have you to seen this? this? I have not. Um, because people I'd be are running too, man. a vehicle of Pull your pants down at Coles, you know, you get in trouble every time. Them so quickly. <laughs> and uh, wow. Well has got $1,000 merchandise from Walgreens. Creeping up on 100 miles an hour. You can see it just flying by these cars. Yeah, he's like. And it is not only grabbed like 13 drivers, but extra small blouses and just ran out. Uh, you know, these cars, COVID the drivers tests. don't yeah. know that it's coming up so fast. I'm going to tell you, uh, like, uh, hold on, Chad. What's going to uh, happen? I don't, I just don't uh, know what's uh, going to happen. Appearing to kind of stand up there on the motorcycle there for a second. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh, I, 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 have, I have worked that. Sorry, we just saw that One of the most graphic things i ever stand up there on the motorcycle there for a second worked was was a was a pursuit that i mean i'm not sure uh, how this works like he didn't even try to stop no well, he so, can't he was going 116 uh, uh, no he got down to 80 right there, there the 76 but i mean it wasn't even oh he didn't even gosh. try well there's no oh, rea- there's no God. reaction time especially on a motorcycle so is he is he, is he dead immediately oh 100 yeah so I, we, uh, man, we got into a pursuit one day. Right, turn that off, Andy. We got to turn that off. And right. and this guy ended up like he was he was he was doing about a hundred miles an hour down a back road. This uh, this pickup truck pulled out of its driveway onto the road. He comes across a hill, boom! Right into that pickup truck. Literally, we picked the guy's nuts up off the ground. That's how bad it was. God Almighty. Motorcycles like ripped are... his pants off, tore his nuts off. Oh, you're being serious. Oh, I'm dead serious. Hundred <laughs> percent. God Almighty. I yeah, mean, that it... was exactly the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was crazy was this woman doesn't know that's coming. Obviously, no, it's like a no. live feed. And props to that camera guy. I mean, he, honestly, he's up there like he brought it back too. Did you notice that? Yeah, like back to the scene. Yeah. Well, no, I mean he he didn't go full force forward. He didn't bring it back. I mean, that's you're right. He didn't bring it back to see that guy lying there. Yeah, he kind of did. No, he did not. They no, or they cut, or they cut it yeah. off. They cut that. The the news. Cut. You can kind of see him. No way. I don't want to see it. Don't don't play it anymore. I mean, it is the most the only thing more. I've never seen anything like that. The only thing more graphic than a motorcycle wreck is someone being hit by a train. Oh, okay. I believe that, but I mean that—that's not going to be the same type of thing as that. They're going to be dismembered, right? Oh, body parts for miles, right? So miles, really miles. Holy, mother. and you got to go through and collect all that, really? Mm-hmm. As a police officer, mm-hmm. every piece of that te- of that person's evidence. Oh my God, you've had to clean up person that got hit by a train. Yeah. Tag it and bag it? Really? Seriously? Yeah, 100%. You got to photograph it? Oh I mean, you, you have to... You got, they're not, you they're not remem- even real. They're not even real. You have to remember that every every one of these cases, that case, it, there's going to be 25 lawsuits off that. May, if it's 25, is probably the low side. So every single thing about that, about that is going to be reconstructed. So 
you have to lay out every single part as precisely as you can. No kidding. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective there, who gets it? Are the cops going to get in trouble because they followed him? But they weren't even following him. Uh, See, yeah. that's the question. Right. Are they going to get sued because they didn't go after him at that point? They're do, they're they, damned if they're done. Oh, you're going to get sued over anything. Yeah. I mean, especially in today's climate. But yeah, I mean, those lawsuits are coming both ends. Wow. Um, that's insane. Well, and, and I'm going to push on from from that situation to show you this other one, which you know, Eric was here last week, and and you know, I was ta- I made a joke about how my toothbrush from Amazon hadn't gotten here, and it's been like three weeks or whatever. Oh, I did see this video. Holy in, mother in, of God! In, in California. Yeah. Yeah. So the Union Pacific right now, you know, I, you know, my thing is with this is that. Why are they still using chains to close a door? In, to, in today's world, why are you still using something that a person with bolt cutters? And how many times does it have to happen? I mean, look at this. It's a stunning sight. Thousands of packages stolen right off of trains. If your UPS or Amazon package hasn't arrived, it might be somewhere here in this mess, discarded on a Union Pacific Railroad track near downtown LA. Who As freight Amazon trains slow down train. or come to a halt, the thieves leap on board with bolt cutters, open giant containers, and take well, whatever they want. This is what they leave behind. Yeah, All this. these boxes. Some empty, some not. While criminals are being caught yeah, they're, and arrested, they're, they're, charges are reduced uh, Pacific to a is about to pull out of California. Offense. Like they're like the they're saying now the they're not. In less no. than 24 nope. hours after paying a nominal fine. In fact, criminals boast to our officers the that there is no consequence. Right. And the 21st century version of the great train robbery goes on. That's that's the problem. When criminals well, know that they're only going to go to jail for 10 minutes, get hit with a misdemeanor, and they just go and leave again and do, they're 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 making it's almost like a joke to them. Well, and this this is why prices of everything goes up. And that's this what is- Union Pacific said. That's what they said, Andy. Oh, okay. Was basically we're going to pay we're going to we're going to add more security and you're going to pay for it. And Amazon's going to, you're going to pay more at Amazon too. Right. Right. I mean, this is insane. And it's, and it's the, 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 have you seen the Philadelphia, um, the, the guy that went through Philadelphia and Kingston street, which is a very, um, uh, famous street, kind of like the meat, the, the meat packing district. What was it? The, what's it, what's the place in San Francisco called? The Bone District. Uh, or, oh, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, tenderloin. Tenderloin. I, I didn't. I I, I've been to the Tenderloin. We were there a couple of years ago, and it's not good. But this, have you seen this Philly thing, Andy? Uh, I have not. Oh, my God. I've, it looks like The Walking Dead because they're all on heroin and, and crystal meth. Oh, wow. Look at that chick. I mean, so this is, this is in Philadelphia. And it's it's it, it it there's nothing you can do about it. And so what essentially what I think that they've done is it, the mayor said that you know we've we've cleaned it up. The police department's trying to say we've cleaned it up. We clean, well they moved it to another side of the street, but essentially they want these people that are addicted to drugs to be in one part of town, and that's where they go. Right. San Francisco does it. San Diego does it. I mean that's that's yeah. kind of what they. This is America, you know. And and it's just it's it's insane to me. It's just insane to me, and there's, because at the end of the day, you know, Nashville's dealing with it too, with the tent city situation. Mm-hmm. What are you supposed to do with people? 
that don't really want to be here anyway, right? I mean, there's there's nothing you can do. Uh, no, I just turn it off. I, I, it, it's, I mean, it's it's a whole video of that. But I mean, it's it's people that are literally just standing there like a zombie, right? You know, and and it's and you you know, and and so as a person watching this, th- that video's got millions of views, right? What 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 do we do as people? What can you do? You're not going to stop your life, you know, and go to Philadelphia. And there have been people that tried to clean stuff up. And then within a month, it's as bad as it was before they tried to do a cleanup. Right. right? It is interesting what the hell's going to happen. I mean, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand. That's why I save my money and I only buy things I need from what I see on TV. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh. I'm I'm interested in this segment. Okay, so first off, this isn't a TV buy. So I go to Walgreens from time to time, and I just like to walk through the aisles. When I was a kid, uh, one thing I loved doing was going through the toy aisle at like Dollar General or one of those stores. Because oh, I've been into those stores with you. Yeah, right. So right, I just loved I it just and because now I can buy all the toys. I don't want any of them. And and back then I couldn't afford a cap gun, right? And it's just you know it's just how life works. But it still it still brings it's like going back in time to me. So they have it. All these different stores now have a as seen on television. So I'm going to start buying some. I'm going to buy all of it. The copper fit, the the, oh, yeah. the antenna. I'm going to do. I'm going to. I'm going to try it all out. But this this got my attention. Or I'll just get it for you at the Crazy Cas. Uh, no, you won't. You. Well, yeah. If you see it as on TV, I'll buy it from you. Um, this is oxygen in a can. Okay. What? Yeah, oxygen in a can. It's called Boost Oxygen. It's three liters of oxygen. And on the wrapper, it says uh, oxygen is weightless, can's going to be light. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's $9. Wow. It's $9. $9. Can you see it there? Okay. So So is this actual like O2? Yeah. 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 Let me me, me just. Okay. So did you have to show your ID to buy this? No. No, you can't. You're not getting high off of it. I've already huffed the whole can. (laughs) Hoping, uh, but I, so these are my, I can't see close up anymore. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like getting hard with my contacts. So I, I, there was, these were in the, in the aisle, uh, the, the, the SC and TV one power readers. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And so I don't know what my, I probably should have just went to the readers and tried them all out. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, that's probably would have been the way to go. <laughs> but if you're quick, if you're needing some gla- reading glasses, these can well, go you from, couldn't read to what the, the <laughs> well, prescription I'm not, that, I'm not that bad off. It's 0.5 to 2.5 is the power. And so here I am. Here I am. These are my new reading glasses. Now, I can't see you at all. <laughs> I mean, they look good. Uh-huh. They don't look bad. No, I like the So look. here's the deal, right? So, I like the frame. So, so I, don't know how, I don't know how this is... I don't know how this is working. <laughs> because, Does because, it adjust? Right. Yes. So I'm looked down, and it doesn't matter how I, I thought that maybe the powers were in there differently. Right, like bifocals. But it or doesn't something? matter where I go. Now I will say that right here is the best. But my God, I could see that right now. I mean, I, it's like my eyes feel loose. They I gotta feel try this. relaxed more than when I'm trying to strain to read. And how much did those cost? These were fourteen dollars, and I would say. Uh, I don't know what a power uh, readers are. Like, I, I'd have to go check. I'm going to go check out, like, readers is just, like, one power. 
and see how much they are. It's, it's got to be comparable to that. But here's the deal. Let's say that I'm in, in my case, I can still see pretty good. But let's say you're here and right. you're and you're you forgot your readers. Right. Right. I mean, anybody you could have a five or six people could use these right. things, which is what happens. Like you get in a room of yeah. people. That, it's especially like, you know, my dad, and my, my uncle, my grandma, they'd be like, hey, let, let me borrow your glasses so I can read this. That's awesome. So as seen on TV, fourteen ninety nine. Um, I want to try this. One power readers. Yeah, I will. But it definitely it definitely makes a difference. Watch yourself. Uh, oh, I'm connected. Yeah, you are. But anyway, so before you put those on, okay. So yeah. you put this under your nose. <laughs> you put this under your nose. I feel like this is a party trick. <laughs> you put this under your nose. You put this under your nose. And you just push this button. And it's just oxygen. That's now, dumber than a bag of asses. <laughs> but what the is it, fuck? But but that's here's a, the deal. Like that's stupider than a box of Draculas. <laughs> the fuck is that? I mean, that's I don't know that it's safe. Okay, so Boost Oxygen is, uh, and there's up to sixty-one second inhalations, ninety-five percent pure, which just blows my mind. So the other five percent's got to be whatever's in there to make this stuff come out. Can I try it? You just said it was dumber than a bag of assholes. <laughs> I did, but I want to try it. All right, here. But I'm not sure. It's that's like if you put on oxygen and you don't actually need oxygen. Well, I, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping that it might make a hangover feel better oh, if yeah. I do it five or six times before I go to bed and five or six times when I wake up because you know that's what the CPAP is. I'm just. I mean, are you just high as balls right now? Well, he was already <laughs> that oh, way. Yeah. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the oxygen, David. I was. I, can't, I was hiring at a pine cone before this show started. No. That, that just brought him back down. <sighs> all right, all right. Enough. That's like four of my 60 inhalations. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I didn't tr- know you really you, used it. You oh, I'm, like trying to, well, I'm trying cents. to see. I'm trying to see to be able to give a real review on it. I want it to didn't see. do anything to me. No, it doesn't. And and, and so <laughs> look, do you know do you know that you you can get paid to to do this for Amazon? Huh? You to do product reviews for Amazon, you could sign up and be an Amazon person. And then they give you like a code when you get people to buy it and then you get like paid for it. Well, I might have to try that out. All right, so the second thing is, me and Andrea, well, the third thing, I guess, this isn't on TV. Why didn't she come up here for the show? She don't want to do it. She's afraid of it. She's not a- we have to get her on in a couple of weeks to talk about her, her functional medicine thing, though. Ugh. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> she made your dinner tonight. Uh, you, better, <laughs> you better give her some props. So, so Pancakes is shedding like a, a beast, right. okay? Put them on. Put them on. Try, read that box behind Holy you. Holy God. I can't- well, no, you, they're not far away. Right, I know. It's... Well, it is amazing how they adjust. It is unbelievable, right? I mean, I, how and it the, makes me worried. Is it actually the glasses, or is my eyes? Well, it, it's a magnification, so you can't get too. Don't get too whatever, because you can still read close up. That's not the problem. It's. I mean, it just helps. It just. It just yeah, helps. Yeah, like eyes. it. It does. It does take a second for like it to come in focus. Like if I spin this box. Yeah, but like, still, if you're trying to, when I'm reading, oh, for sure, it's and it really, it's not like on the written page on a notebook page or whatever. Not so bad, but when you're trying to read the side of that can, I mean, it just lights up your whole world. I mean, it just, I mean, this is, and I've found myself starting to do this shit. I look like dad. I'm just like, what the hell does that say? Yeah, I'm saying the light hits it. Wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just, I'm here. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm that guy now. I'm that guy. Andrea laughed her ass off. She thought it was the funniest thing she ever saw. So this thing, so pancakes, 
is shedding real bad. And so, you know, I, I want I, we have a, a brush for him, and that's what I kind of thought this was, but then I didn't I didn't have the glasses on, so I couldn't read it completely. <laughs> but this is for really taking it off furniture, carpets, clothes, and stuff like that. I mean, it's really you got to see this. They, they make you feel like it's some kind of. Uh, Power tool. Te- yeah, yeah, power tool technology. Yeah. Th- this is literally one A battery with a light. There's a light in front, and and it's it is what's, felt. What's it's the felt. Latin for? It's it, I, who in the hell? Did, I, well, <laughs> I, I guess I get to you know it it, it worked. I didn't use the light yet, but it's this felt microfibers stuff, and it works. I will say it works. And 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 so it's a lint roller. Yes. Now with a lot is it, on it. Is it worth the price? Uh, what was the price on this? It, this one it was nineteen ninety nine. Wow. Going back to that. And is, is it really worth 20 bucks? Um, uh, probably not because duct tape um, will do the same thing. Or an 89 cent lint roller. You know, um, yeah. Yeah, essentially. Now, I will say this. Uh, like on pillows and stuff like that, a lint roller is not going to work. This does work better because you can really get into the. But it's just funny because they call it sonic technology. And it's almost like extra maximum strength over the extra strength and regular. Right. Yeah. There, there's no technology involved here. It's some microfiber cloth, right. and and then it just goes up into the plastic bin. So overall, I'd give this a three out of out of five. I'd give these four out of five, and the oxygen I think is is full shit. <laughs> but, and and one more product I'm going to give props to because Energizer. I like Energizer stuff. This flashlight. Is probably what is that double as the nicest thing I've ever shot your mouth. Uh, if Andrew was here, she could tell you, but it <laughs> it actually doubles as a battery because you can charge your phone and and charge stuff. What? Yeah, you charge this thing and you can use this as a phone charger. But look at this thing. I mean, Holy it, crap. dude, I I could light up my my friend's backyard. These are forty bucks and totally worth it. We can land airplanes in the. Dude, and, and you can go one, you can do this one step lower, and then you can flash it too. I mean, it's a hell of a light. I mean, you could really hurt somebody with this. Yeah, yeah. So Energizer, and I think uh, let me, you can, can I have my glasses? Yeah. Let me see. See, I'm gonna see. Uh, I, I wanted to kind of check this out. Let me see. Okay, let me see. I'm gonna say, tell you what model this is. What and what were the price on the the Energizers? Forty bucks. Oh wow. So PMHRL7. That's the that's the it's that's just a hell of a thing. I, these glasses are unbelievable. They, it is. So, so um, have you heard about the drug that you can put the drop in your eye and and it allows you to see up close for a day? No. Yeah, you need to check that out too. I'm gonna check that out. I I'm gonna I got the eye doctor appointment uh, this week. I'm gonna ask. Yeah, him. I, I have I have one coming up too. Ask him about it. This is a this is a thing. Um, I think we're done. I think Andy's had enough. He's got a kid now. <laughs> Chad, thanks for coming up. <laughs> thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We, uh, I think, n- next one is going to be February 9th, I hope, um, and we're I'm working on uh, Brad Sanders from the stage owner. Of the stage is going to come and talk to us about oh, I thought well, you Brad, say Brad Pitt, Brad Sanderson, and and yeah, right. And uh, Nashville's growing so much. I thought it'd be interesting to to have him come and uh, just kind of talk from his his perspective, owning the clubs and and being around town as long as he has. Anyway, Andy, thank you for everything as always. Yeah, thank you. Devin Long was our, our guest tonight, and uh, how Val is of Liddy. Thanks for tuning in. Um, make sure to support our uh, our wonderful, wonderful sponsors. And uh, if you need reading glasses, this is the way to go. So I think uh, anything else? Am yeah. I missing something? Andy, anything you got going on? Oh, my God. <laughs>
<laughs> That's all I got. Yeah, be sure to rate on Facebook. Or, um, yeah, please leave a review if you don't yeah. mind. No, I'm good. Everything's good. Just getting crazy, man. <laughs> Just. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think how it's been. You know, it's been a while since I've done this. All right. Be good, everybody. How valid is validity? We'll see you uh, February 9th. You guys have a great night. The rest of the story. Mike remembers his days caddying. Oh, he remembers them well. He remembers one loop in particular, a wealthy executive at Grand Haven Golf Club. Mike hadn't caddied for a while, so the caddy master grilled him beforehand. Listen, his superior said, all I want you to do is to show up, keep up, and shut up. Mike nodded. Oh, and your guy has a couple of quirks, the caddy master added. One, you keep the ball fresh. I mean, spotless clean on every tee, on every green. And two, you give him the right number exactly. Don't round off yardage. And three, you don't tell him how to play the hole. Keep your advice to yourself. And four, and this is most important, and I'm warning you, don't club him. You tell him how far it is to the pin and let him pick the club. Well, Mike the caddy didn't argue. After all, he wanted the job. So he shouldered the fellow's bag and he met him out on the practice putting green. The stylish businessman scarcely looked up as he stroked three hasty putts. Are they all this fast, he asked Mike. Mike shrugged. The gentleman appeared slightly irritated by his looper's ignorance. Well, they proceeded to the first tee. When they got there, the fellow extended his right hand toward Mike. Mike shook his hand. The gentleman leaned forward and whispered, No, 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 I, I need you to give me a ball. Mike gave him a ball, a very clean one. First hole went all right. The second at least until they reached the putting surface. Looks left to right, the executive muttered, plumb bobbing the brake. It'll break right to left, Mike instructed. Mike's man glared back and then stroked the putt. Oh, his caddy had been correct. It was only then that Mike noticed the barely perceptible grin. Fella had a sense of humor, after all it seemed, albeit a dry one. Mike would test his theory, little by little throughout the round, but especially on the par 3 14th hole. What have we got, the man says. 175 to the stick, wind at. Mike answers. And with that, the caddy tips the bag. The caddy tips the bag toward the executive with the 5-iron protruding above the rest? That's right. Despite a stern warning to the contrary, Mike is clubbing his man. But instead of an angry stare, that little grin returns, and it grows. Now you're a mind reader, the golfer says, smiling broadly now. He takes the five iron from the bag, and with a hearty laugh, he knocks the ball ten feet from the flag pin high. That summer will live in Mike's memory forever. That summer of 1998, when a weekend golfer and a professional sports writer named Mike Koenig resumed his caddying career for the grand opening of the course at Grand Haven in Palm Coast, Florida. All he had asked for was an interview with the course's designer, but instead he was invited to caddy for the course's designer, and on opening day, the loop of a lifetime. 
For a business executive who once ruled the kingdom of golf as no one ever has or perhaps ever will, a golden opportunity to carry the weapons of the golden bear, Jack Nicholas. You may have wondered what that would be like. Now, thanks to Mike, you know the rest of the story.